will speak directly to these people and make the situation perfectly clear to them. The security of this nation depends on complete and total compliance. Tonight, any protester, any instigator or agitator will be made example of. Read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman, and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone. So remember why they need us. Aren't you having a good time? Someone said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is. Bro? All right, now we're recording. I you started fucking recording about the damn time you started giggling. <laughs> no, no, I, I was. I, I had I don't know I just suck. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so right on. So yeah, we're off is, to man. a good start today. What is fascism? Where do you uh, find it? How do you get there? How do you not get there? My mom. <laughs> 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 not, yeah, I'm pretty sure mine was more of a national socialist. I um, <laughs> I don't. I I think my mom would just identify to whatever ideology was being present was around her. <laughs> she like most people. <laughs> she just she just wanted to fit in and yeah. Fucking group think. Ah, <clears throat> oh, group think. So. Today we're we're covering a we're doing the first part of a two part series that we're going to do on ism. Um, we're doing fascism and then we're going to do socialism. Um, and the reason we're talking about them is there is a huge problem with people calling things what they are not. Very big problem with that. It's almost like people have no idea of the origins or the practical definitions of words anymore. Yeah, um, they they decided to cut, find something that they think is bad or they've been told is bad, and anything they don't like becomes that thing. Uh, in the during the Cold War, it was it was commies. Everything, everybody that did something you didn't like or was trying to do something unusual or they were you know. Then the neighbor you lawnmower that fucking commie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, but yeah, so it, it's important to get these definitions out there. They seem to be now. Now there's this thing with fascism. Um, everybody on the right and the left calling each other fascists. And uh, are they right? Who's right? What part of them are right? Um, well, I guess that's that's true. <laughs> Who is using the term correctly? Are any of them using the term correctly? Um, or are both sides uh, actually like you know? Correct in this? Are they actually pointing out things that are fascist? <laughs> that that seems to be on both. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have fun with this today. Uh, we will try not to laugh too much about genocide or anything like that. Um, it's never the victims we're laughing at. 
Um, just a situation to try to make it more palatable. And sometimes, I mean, if, if you've been listening to this podcast while, well, you notice I, I have this kind of a, a nervous laugh about when I don't know how to express a, an emotion about things or how or what I should do. So I just have this like nervous chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So <laughs> fascism. <laughs> All right, so what the hell is fascism? How the hell do we get to that particular deal? Uh, there seem to be, from what I'm gathering, two distinct versions of fascism. You know, we're not counting the you know the capital F lower F distinction of you know the fascist government as opposed to just fascist ideas. Just because you have you know some fascist ideas doesn't necessarily make you a fascist. It just means you're doing something in a fascist manner, or doing something in a manner that fascists are known to do. Yeah, like spilling your fucking coffee while you're trying to do a podcast. And, yeah, here you go, honey. This is what this is how I got in trouble. Well, at least you did it in the right direction. I fuck you, right? <laughs> I would have killed you. Well, That's hold on a second. It's not too late for me to respill the coffee. <laughs> I think this is part of a fascist plot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so forgive me, guys. I'm cleaning up coffee. And I'm not going to cut this out because it's, somebody's trying to be the opposition over there, and we can't have that. Somebody <laughs> doesn't like their coffee. No. Got to have that national drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were telling me to do there. All right, so turn my mouse back on. Well, Mike's mouse back on and the joy. All right, cool. Now, fascism. <laughs> I was trying to pull up my notes on fascism to bring up the definition of fascism. As, or at least a. Yeah, a definition. Um. The first one that pops up when you type in fascism definition is an authoritarian and nationalistic right-wing system of government and social organization, uh, synonymous with authoritarianism, totalitarianism, dictatorship, despotism, and, you know, uh, Nazism, rightism, militarism, and some of these things are present in fascism. Um, like dictatorship, that's, that's a silly synonym. Because we have non-fascist dictators today. Yeah, uh, one of the traits of fascism is just happen to have a dictator. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it's an ultranationalist political ideology. Um, it's it was uh, the first fascist leader is Mussolini. He's referred to as the father of fascism, although he pulled a lot of his uh, inspiration from this guy called Gen- Gentile. Tell you. Yeah, and uh, a new, uh, Gabriele Annunzio, uh, a poet in Italy. He had a, quite a few uh, muses for his idea of fascism. Um, his actual definition that he gives um, is the national syndicalism with a philosophy of actualism. That is Mussolini's definition yeah. of fascism. He also he also had another definition, and uh, where he said that the perfect, the ideal fascism, or the per, or basically like fascism perfected, is the marriage of corporate and state powers. Um, 
his rise in Italy would not have been possible had it not been for some corporate powers. Um, but it's fascism usually ca- characterized usually by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forced suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy, subdiv- sub- subordination of uh, individual interests, perceived good of the nation and race, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. Basically, like the military kind of just structurally takes over everything. Oh, yeah, they, they love the military with fascism. Um, but I got that quote um, that uh, Mussolini actually, his secondary definition here, fascism should more appropriately be called corporatism because it is a merger of state and corporate power. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, is, that is exactly it. And um, I don't know if you've realized in the last few years I have been using the word corporatism here in the States for quite some time. I've actually been bitching about the corporate influence over the United over the United States government since I learned about uh, Walmart, honestly, and, and and lobbyists and like corporate rights that have the, seem to have the rights of the individual, and because they have a louder voice because they have lobbyists and yeah, money. Yeah, and a, a, ca- a capitalist myself, I keep trying to separate the corporatism from the capitalism you know, that makes the crony capitalism <laughs> that we have. Yeah, yeah, cap- the, the corporatists are just using the capitalist structure, but they would use it in any other economic structure that that in, in they which don't care. They figure out the game. Yeah. They figure out the rules. Wherever corporate work. power exists, they will they will try and do this, um, and and that's why that's one of the reasons I think that fascism actually a lot of people say it's like dead, it's gone, but fa- it's not. Um, they're like, oh, the ghost of fascism. No, it just it evolved, and instead of it now, now it finds multi. It's shotguns ideals out there instead of like with uh, the 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 immigration issues and stuff of uh, of Italy and the whole national identity thing. Now they find they they use that with trying to spread the the, the rise again of fascism. But they also use other things. Religion was another thing, um, like religious ideologies is another thing they'll get behind with fascism. Anything that everybody, anything they'll pick that one, they'll 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 eliminate the rest. Exactly, <laughs> they'll find something that people, a good group of people, can get mad about and rally behind them about. You've never seen happy fascists, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they're all happy to see their leader or whatnot, or when their leader says something, they crying and clapping and cheering. But they're always angry. You never, you never, I've never seen peaceful fascism. Well, that's that's one of the the traits that they say that you have to have to have you know a, a fascist ideology would be slight. Something has to have been taken away from you. You have to have had suffered some kind of a loss. You know, you were once great, and you want to be great again. Um, you have to have something to rally yeah. against. Yeah, everybody. You have to form the people behind the movement. Yeah, and every time with fascism, there is a um, a golden age uh, philosophy. Like things were better back when, and we have to get back to that. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you have third, uh, the first and second Reich of Germany. You yeah. have the first and second rise and fall of Rome for the Italians. Yeah, yeah. You have whatever the hell it was that we're looking for back to every time, every single time. And I'm not trying to draw a direct line with Trump. We're not getting there yet. But every single time, it's make (coughs) great again. Whatever country it is, it's always great again. (laughs) Again. We were great. We're not great. We need to get there again. And And, And I just question when the hell were 
with that phrase, it just brings you know Trump to mind when you say that. You know, when the hell were we great? <laughs> we hadn't been around long enough to become great and then fall to become great again. No, we, we're still looking for greatness. <laughs> so I'm kind of confused. Make on America that great, part finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah make um, America great. Period. Yeah. Um, of course, we've always you know we we've been, we've been on our way of you know making it. For there was a, a brief period of the you know post World War II where it was great for a lot of our citizens. I mean, not all, um, <laughs> downright horrible for some. So, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's another big thing on it is this whole national identity of a golden of a past golden era that can be returned to. Um, and it's something that it works every time. And one of the reasons I think it's why they get uh, labeled as a right wing system is because they're in that whole conservative back to the old days, you know, concept. I it, I think if they use it too much, that and I think that they just got tied in with the uh, the, the nationalists when they got tied in with the atrocities of Germany. Yeah, yeah. Well, nationalism is a part of fascism. It is, but uh, the the Germans took it to a completely different step to where it wasn't just the nation; it was the race of the nation. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody said, else was you know inferior yeah. to well, us. After Not that we just need to be great. But, after the Treaty of Versailles, uh, Germany was was like the people of Germany were, were they were fucked. They got fucked in Versailles. Uh, Germany was expected to pretty much pay for all the reconstruction of of World War One. Um, they weren't allowed to have a military anymore. They weren't allowed to have. They, there was, I mean, they were they were fucked pretty hard. And so their their national identity was broken. They were a broken people. Um, and so you have this charismatic guy popping up saying, "Hey." You know why we got fucked so hard in Versailles? It was this group of people here, you know, talking about the Jews. You know, they've infiltrated our government. They've done it. They've, you know, they're, they're, these commie Jews have come in and done all this stuff. And they're the reason that the German people are hurting. And we need to get back to that great Germanic power we had before the Jews came in and fucked everything up. And you see that it's not always Jews. Jews does seem to happen a lot, though. Yeah, they're definitely a good scapegoat. Even even with your even with your modern neo fascists like fucking Alex Jones, and his, he doesn't use the word Jews, but he likes the word elites and globalists. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and, and that goes back to the he, he he's one of those uh, they call what the uh, oh man the the principles of the elders of Zion or something, which basically was like a a fake book that somebody wrote that claimed that the Jews had this like world domineering plan. Was, uh, I can't remember. It was like the protocols of the elders of Zion. That's what it was called. It was a fake book that was written by a fucking anti-Semitic piece of shit that he put out to make it look like it was Jewish literature. Well, you know what I mean, well, I mean, if, if he wrote it, wouldn't that actually make it real? It was real, but it was like satire. No, it wasn't satire. satire. It, it was, it was put out intentionally to inflame people against Jews. Um, Intentional was, misdirection. And yeah, it was propaganda. It was racial. It was racist propaganda, and that was like it was. That book was really popular. Everybody knew about the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, and so Hitler used things like that. And you know, and you see that in a lot of other places too. Italy, there was the same shit. He would he would find something that people were upset about and scared about. That's the main thing. They had to be fucking scared. You know, they had to be broken, scared. Somebody and has to be coming after you. Somebody, yeah, there has to be someone coming out there. There has to be a friend, enemy. There has to be another. 
Yeah, there has to be another. There's always another. There's there's no chance of unity except for this group unifying against everything else. (laughs) Um, So the term fascism comes from the Latin fasces, right? Well, one more back on that particular bit. It does not necessarily mean race. Mm -mm. It could be religion. It could be economic standing. It could be political ideology. The government of Italy was not racist. They didn't have racist laws. They didn't have concentration camps. They didn't do any of that crap. Hitler did when he came over there. But the... Immigration was a big deal. The the quote-unquote anti-Semitic laws that Mussolini put into place weren't actually against the group. It was against religions. And it just happened to encompass... Yeah. And the big thing was... But he put those in place to appease uh, Hitler so that they could get in. It, It wasn't because... You know, they're racist or they had anything against Jews. In yeah. fact, his his wife or mistress or his side piece, whatever you want to call her, was a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of Jews in the fascist party, actually yeah. in the fascist party. Yeah, in, in the Italian fascist party, absolutely. The biggest thing with them seemed to be uh, immigration. Well, yeah, you know. yeah that's, that's another thing about fascism is you want to be self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to control everything about the nation. Because the nation is the people, the people are the nation, the nation can't be great until the people are, and the people can't be great. They can't even classify themselves as proper people until the nation is great. (laughs) So it mandates subservience to the state, the nation, the the leader of the group, whatever it is, because you don't necessarily have to be a world nation to be a state. A group of people under one banner, one ideal, is, by definition, a state. So you can have a state inside the state you're currently living in that is a group of people, what the fuck ever. We call them organizations kind of now, but they're they're states. Right, right. Um, So there is a Roman, well, actually an Etruscan symbol of several wooden rods, including an axe blade, Right. This was uh, called a fasces, which was Latin for a bundle of sticks, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> all, they're all going around screaming, yeah, we're fascists. It, well, you're a bundle of sticks, huh? Well, one stick breaks. <laughs> a bundle does Yeah, not. yeah, one ape strong. I, one ape, we, many, many apes. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, that, that was the ideology, and, yeah, that's where they started pulling you know their trade Do you know the symbols up in the, uh, I think it's the Capitol building? Um, something similar to it. It's no, it's the it's the literal fasci symbol. It's the the bundle of a bundle of fucking uh, sticks with the axe blade coming out of it. I actually and now it predates fascism. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, symbol, most symbols do. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, well, the symbol wasn't a Nazi symbol until well, the right, Nazis I'm, did. I'm saying the symbol being in the Capitol building what has been there since before. Mussolini and fascism and all that. It was put there in like the I think the 1800s. Well, the fasci were around before fascism. Right, right. And it, yeah, it was, a lot of people like to point that, oh, look, there's a fascist symbol. It's like, well, it wasn't a fascist symbol. It wasn't then. a fascist symbol. You're, you're, you can't, you, that's like saying yeah. Buddha is a Nazi. Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> the trade unions called themselves fascist because they were a group, a bundle, um, you know, and they were stronger together. And this was the Italian trade unions of the day, not to be confused with unionism today. Yeah, yeah. Um, similarities there, yes, but it's, it's an evolution of this. So, yeah, it, it's different by now, mostly. Um, but they called themselves fascio, which is the bundle of sticks. 
A group. It's a fascio. That is the word for a group, which is interchangeable in Italian to union. Yeah. Because a union is a group. So the, the word was interchangeable. It was a fascio. The plural being fasci. So when you were a member of the trade organization, the trade union back then, you were a fascist. This was before Mussolini. This is why he was still either an anarchist or a socialist. One of the two he was before then. We, I know he was a socialist. There is some mm-hmm. mention of him being an anarchist prior. You know, if he had stayed an anarchist, he'd have been. A, I'd call him a hero. But he was. <laughs> so sometime during this particular period is when the the term fasci, fascio, fascist became a thing in Italy, simply because of the trade unions. Yeah, yeah, and like they rallied behind that symbol, and, and that's and that's where the term fascism comes from. So it was a good thing. Yeah, initially, yeah. It's like like you know. I, I, I don't I don't call Caesar a Nazi from from Planet of the Apes, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. And so the idea of itself with the unity and yeah, I get it. And the symbol is a cool symbol. It's just it, it's like it's like so many of them that got fucking co opted. It's like well, you gotta you, you can't you, you. now in the in case of I think it was it's actually Congress where that symbol is. In the case of that, I'm not saying take it down. I'm just saying, if you build a new one, don't put it there. I'm not saying fascism, you know, from what I have read, the actual policy of fascism is, I'm not, I'm not going to ever try to say it was a good thing. No. God, this would be such a long episode if you did. <laughs> but I, from what I have read in, in the two weeks I've been looking into this, I do think it kind of got the Weinstein treatment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Were you watching PragerU videos? <laughs> Actually, I didn't see a single one in this. Yeah, the nest, uh, they did a whole bunch. Dinesh Souza spent, God, at least three I, I intentionally days. stayed away from that, and I just picked college professors that were discussing this and actually had their lectures. I, I watched a few lectures on it, and I, I watched a couple documentaries, but then I wanted to see what the other side said. <sighs> Yesterday sucked. <laughs> Yesterday sucked. <laughs> fucking Dinesh D'Souza. What a this guy. I, he's yeah. He he likes to pick out the similarities of one particular group and 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 apply them to this and ignore being a because oh. you're doing this little tiny thing. You yeah. know, okay. One key thing here, folks, is that fascism. Yes, there are a lot of elements that fascism has about it. None of them by themselves are a bad thing. In fact, what? Okay. The, the, what, what about, you know, the genocides? <laughs> genocides didn't happen under fascism. It did. It did. It did. Hitler was a fascist. Hitler, <laughs> Hitler called himself a national socialist. But nationals, when he dig into national socialism, it's fascism. Hitler called himself a socialist way before he even joined the Nazi Party, which was a socialist organization that had roots in socialism. Since March. Is that why he was sending socialists and communists to death camps? Yeah, he was doing that because they weren't fucking German. <laughs> no, he was sending literally, he was, because um, now in the early days, in the and, early days and, of it, and they if were. He, if you, with Germany, if you didn't agree After with the, the night, group, he used a fascist deal. Like I said, one of them by themselves is, is not fascist. He used the idea, if you're not with the nation, you are against the nation. You are right. weak. 
Therefore, you have no. You, that's you fascist. Have a that is a fascist. That does not necessarily mean you are now, fascist. Any 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 connection the National Socialist Workers Party of Germany had to socialism ended during the Night of the Long Knives. That's when he took all the socialists that were in the Brown Shirt Army and shit like that and had them killed. Just the ones that disagree with his version. Of it. The ones that wouldn't get on board with his new. With his new thing, the nationalists that, that he went down and talked to Mussolini about, and said, "Hey, I like the way Mussolini's doing shit." He actually looked oh, up to Mussolini. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, he fuck no, he did. He, he looked way. He looked up to Mussolini big time. And Mussolini at first did not like Hitler. Mussolini never liked Hitler, and Hitler looked down on Mussolini. Afterwards, yes, but in the beginning, hold on, we'll have to, we'll look this up. We'll look this up. Hitler and. I did not go into their relationship, but uh, eight out of the ten professors, yeah, not an actual number, just you know, the vast majority of the professors yeah, actually mentioned that Hitler looked down on fascism with disdain. And there's one over here with, let me see if I can find that one again. Uh, All right. Not betting it. Uh, Got something here. Forgive me, folks. My power went out last night, so I was not able to organize my notes. uh, The Italians have been under a fascist regime under Benito Mussolini since 25. Uh, It was very much Italian fascism was very much the elder brother of Nazism, a fact Hitler himself acknowledged. Yet, for all their ideological similarities, the relationship between Hitler and Mussolini was bumpy and complex. So, I mean, yeah, there's uh, a... In his early years at the helm of the NSDAP, Hitler was a great admirer of Mussolini. The Nazi leader was particularly fascinated with Mussolini's march on Rome. Uh, His putsch was his attempt... The beer beer hall putsch that Hitler went to prison for was his counter... was the counterpart, he thought. Like, his attempt to kind of recreate the march on Rome. Um, So, yeah, he... Definitely, he definitely looked up to and modeled his initial putsch after uh, Mussolini. Like, his ideas came, he, he thought Mussolini, like I said, he, this was from, like, who the hell, who the hell said this? Like I said, I've seen this several places where he looked up to Mussolini at the beginning. But their, they're, you know, Mussolini's soft on race ideals it was it wasn't fascist <laughs> enough for for Hitler. <laughs> uh, like I said, it may have been that yeah, you know, hey, you've got some good ideas over there, but you're just not what I'm looking for. Kind of a, 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 a an inspiration. Yeah, yeah, um, but oh, he he looked but, up. He he, had, he had, Italian fascism deeply. He lo- he he liked the idea of it. It's why he went the direction he did. Now well, he made it his own. The critical and the cynicalism and the the critical talks that you know, have been shown in. in, in Oh yeah. Afterwards, the the history of the Nazi. I would have to actually go through the years of documentaries on the Nazi Party that I remember that I have watched and and assimilated over twenty years of my damn life. Yeah. I don't really have a deep interest in World War Two. Um, Until these past couple weeks, I knew nothing about Mussolini. I figured I know about Hitler. What's the point? Yeah, Mussolini, I didn't get into until this. Yeah, but, but but Hitler was a part of the whole. I got into a game, and it it really piqued my interest in World War Two. Because yeah. I was actually recreating battles, and I wanted to know what the battle was, so I got into it. And, you know, it, it it rabbit holed into the whole. Yeah, I got to know everything about yeah. the fucking Nazi party. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was in like the fifth or sixth grade, and I saw a video of uh, 
of the of the troops like marching in formation in front of Hitler at like this big Coliseum thing. I, everybody's seen it, right? But there, there's all these square divisions and whatnot all marching in, <laughs> and you get close ups of the soldiers with their Heil Hitler salutes. Where did you come from, Rome? The, and 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 like many people, which was a democracy, I was impressed by the pageantry of the Nazis, right? And at, at first, I thought it was like, oh well, I like Nazis, and I went through a brief phase of drawing oh, yeah, swastikas on everything. The nation, big time, bro. Yeah, dude, and, and, and that's what fa- fascism oh. requires. You know, everybody, everybody has a myth of the nation. Yeah, yeah, Every absolutely. Nation has a myth of the nation. It's what kind of a myth you come up with. <laughs> now, Mussolini came up with a decent, okay myth with his nation. Um. Hitler came up with a pretty twisted version of the myth of his nation. <laughs> Basically, it was r- racial socialism with a philosophy on national conquest is the broader definition of Nazism. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, where we've called you know, the same folks, the same learned folks, you know, call fascism a national syndicalism with a philosophy on actualism. Um. Well, I guess we should define syndicalism and actualism for the... For the syndicalism is trade, trade unions. And uh, actualism? Actualism, I did not dive deep into. Actual... But as far as the genocides go, um, in fascist Italy, a little over 12,000 people were imprisoned. A very small portion of those were put to death. And the majority of those people that were, were put to death for plotting to kill Mussolini. In contrast, over the Alps, you had over 40 million people slaughtered. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's Some people also try to give, try to give um, when, they're, when, they're, when they're trying to apply death tolls to fascism, they take like the total like counts of the deaths of, war in, of the war in Europe. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and they, of, of that whole thing, they take that whole number, they're like, oh, 128 million people. And it's like, well. Oh. Yeah, the war was a chosen part. That was that, that wasn't. That wasn't. They shouldn't count that as genocide. Right. You know that, that war. I mean, no, the, the slaughter in the bloodfields. That that was that was that was genocide. You know, the Jews getting shipped into camps. You know, introduced to showers and you know ovens. You know, that was you know, a horrible atrocity. You know that. You know. So, but I think we we we've got fascism being defined by a lot of folks through the lens of looking back through the war. Okay. Um, when you when you when we have created it is as the coalition of good against the axis of evil, I think the entire axis of evil got the label as fascist. Right. And there's there sort of some ideas, like for instance, ethnic cleansing. There's some ideas that yes yeah, should be discounted completely, right? But when it comes to any system that someone else uses, there's no problem in doing what most people do and cannibalize shit. There's pieces of everything, you know what I mean, that are, are fairly decent here and there. And, you know, um, oh, and actualism is the idea that there's just one possible future causally closed and determined, even predetermined by the fixed past and laws of nature. Uh, basically, uh, manifest destiny shit, right? Interesting, interesting. Because uh, James Gregory has uh, a quote here that racism is not fascist. Fascists are actualists that object to biological causes in human behavior. Yeah, that's racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, they object to the biological causes of human behavior. 
there, and so actualism you know, fits in that definition. It does. Which it, it fits to, you know, the fascist, fascist by this particular bit or would not be the racist. Yeah, if the laws of nature and the fixed past have made you in your viewpoint superior to other people of biological, you know, you're 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 at that point that yeah, that becomes racism. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the step that the Germans didn't took. Um, Whereas Italy didn't take it as bad. Uh, yeah, Mussolini, he said that Hitler was kind of coarse and simplistic. He thought Mein Kampf was a bunch of dribble. And I've read Mein Kampf, and i got to agree. It's, it's a lot of dribble. Um, you know what Hitler was actually good at, and people don't give him credit for? It was his painting. Like, they say his painting, like the, the paintings he did, were like, oh, those just simplistic and horrible. It's like... They were very good, like architecture and landscape paintings. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's just as good as he some was of a, the other ones I've seen. He, he, as far as he, he was a decent impressionist for his time. Um, honestly, had he been able to, maybe he was a hell of an orator, though. Yeah, that is that that for sure, man. He could he, he knew how to get people riled he, up. He could whip up a damn. He, he kept that energy. Uh, you know, you see that same energy in. Um, you ever watch any Jerry Falwell, especially from like the seventies? Uh, if you watch any of his like televangel sermons or whatnot, oh, probably he has the same body language Hitler does in his speeches. He carries the same cadence. He has the same pitch and tone of his voice. Like when he reaches a point, he like waves his arm around and pounds it on the pulpit. Falwell does it. It's like it's like Falwell learned how to be a public speaker watching videos of Adolf Hitler. I could definitely see the correlation there. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you want to be like your heroes, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, some of the things that you know, we, we were discussing, you know, how would we separate the Nazis from the fascists or any group from fascists? Um, old James Stanley uh, was is a professor. I can't remember the schools. He, he's been at three or four of them. Um but uh, he calls there were there's ten traits to fascism that he called out here. Um, one being nationalism, the myth of na- the nation. Yeah, uh, and everybody has one. But so nationalism necessarily isn't a bad thing. Everybody should have some sense of nationalism if you're in a nation and you're benefiting from said nation. And a nation is just a group of people who have a different ideal, which is why we have our borders. Those people think differently, and we have to have a set point with this. These are the laws of this land. These are the laws of this land. Until something better comes along, that's what we're stuck with. Uh, propaganda. Again, everybody uses propaganda. <laughs> Nobody put it to use like the fascists and Nazis did. <laughs> but Until when, then. When your propaganda is used in, uh, in order to make a distinction between your friend and your enemy. Yeah. Yeah. It's then propaganda becomes a problem. A good thing we don't have that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Deciding what is true and false. Unreality. You know, you're not free or equal. If the truth is hidden. Hierarchy. The lie is that one person, nation, or race is better than another, when in actuality, all people pretty much suck equal. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and if you think that you are better than others, 
and you actually suck a little more. You are better in that regard. <laughs> Victimhood. If you can be convinced that people are justifiably higher on the hierarchy, then you can also tell people that they are victims of equality. Like the Christians are victims of the Jews. Oh, yeah. The whites are victims of black freedom. Honestly, if you listen to the Christians, they're victims, victims of everyone. Men are victims of the feminist movement. If you can tell them that they belong in a certain spot, then you can tell them that they're victims of somebody else trying to get yeah. them. You see that a lot nowadays. <laughs> um, then you have law and order. Loyalty to the dominant group is, by definition, law-abiding. The minority is, by nature, not law-abiding. So you can separate those out. Which goes back into the friend or foe, good or evil, yeah. good for the nation. It allows you to say that minorities are inherently bad or wrong just because of such. And you've got fear, usually based on some sexual anxiety. They're coming for your women. They're coming for your kids. Yeah, that's part of how marijuana became illegal. A black man high on marijuana could not resist the rape of a white woman. <laughs> like that, that was their, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, then he's got what you call the Sodom and Gomorrah aspect, um, but he clarifies that as city versus urban. Okay, because you, you you start talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm sorry. Like, wait. Yeah, I was yeah, when, when that come up, I was like, wait a minute, where are you going with this? But, you know, <laughs> he, he, he broke it down and simplified it to where it's you know the group think mindset of the city dwellers versus the urbanites. Yeah, um, yeah. and. So you you have to you're you're making the distinction there instead of being a people you're breaking them up into groups of people. Uh huh. Um, and then he got this one here. I'm probably not going to get this right because I really you know, need to brush up on my you know any language. But Arbeit macht frei. Our bike mock fry. Yeah, our work bike makes free. Work, work, work shall make you free. So uh, that was over. That was on the gate at the and entrance Auschwitz. of Auschwitz. Yeah. And when I was younger and dumber, I was working at this linen company, and it, these guys sucked, right? And uh, <laughs> I printed out on their printer a bunch of signs in that like old German text that our bike mock fry, and just like kind of put them all over the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I tried to deny it, but they're like, you're the only one. You are the only one that knows anything about this stuff. Like, <laughs> Which <right>. is sad. <laughs> right? Like, I, I thought that everybody had the same education I did. <laughs> but yeah, that's brought into the aspect of, uh, you know. That, Pull that yourself up by your bootstraps. Work is a virtue. And, you know, only by the virtue of the people shall the state be strong. And only if the state is strong shall you be free. Um, so, I mean, and now how many of those, of those do you see in modern day America? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, this, this, when I was going through this, it, 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 it kind of, you know, brought a little apprehension. <laughs> You're starting to see why I've been calling, it, calling everybody a fascist. <laughs> now I didn't have as good an understanding of fascism when I was saying these things, but it hasn't changed my opinion by learning it more. <laughs> it is, it is me, alive I, and well. I admittedly was one of the ones that was using it sort of on the incorrect side and just looking at it through a lens. 
and was saying, hey, you guys, you, you, you're trying to say you're not fascist, but you're being pretty fucking fascist. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I come to realize exactly what fascism is, and I'm, you know, wait a minute. We're all a little fascist. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of inherent. I'm a little fascist. It almost seems like, now, now the thing to do now is to take, when did we start picking up these traits? So, <laughs> you know? Well, I'm more on you know, that, too, but I'm still like, when did fascism become a bad thing? Other than, you know, they were part of, they, they allied themselves with Germany. From a personal perspective, well, yeah, look at it from the perspective of the person who's on the other, Right. Not from the the person who's in in the national identity of being the good guy, but look at it from the bad guy perspective. That's where fascism becomes a problem. Well, that's when they joined the war. I mean, that was their one, from what I can see, their one flaw was that they joined in on the war and they just happened to pick the wrong side this time. In World War I, they picked the right side. I don't know, man. I kind of, I need to do more research on World War I, but from what I've learned, basically it comes down to Queen Victoria's grandkids they were, they were, <laughs> all just wanted a dick measure. Yeah. <laughs> but they were part of the victors. They were they're on the victor side, so they were on the, the right side. Who was? You know history. Italy. Oh, I was gonna say not Germany. Germany would have been until they said, All right, well, we're almost there, so everybody go home. You know, and there's that one guy who's like crashed just they crashed their planes because they're like, No, we're not giving these back to the yeah, that, that's why I say Italy picked the right side in World War One, just just because they were on the victor side. And as history, you know, victors write the rules, so they were always right. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, they weren't World being dist- they picked the wrong side. They weren't being distracted by you know fucking genocides or anything. <laughs> but like I said, fascism it's bad for the for the others. You know what I mean? It's bad for the people who live in these societies that the fascists you know who like like you know people are just born there. You well, know what who I mean? was the others before they joined the war? What, in Italy? Yeah. I want to say... Damn it. Hold on. That I couldn't actually find, you know, during this whole period when Mussolini come out of the out of the socialists and formed the fascism movement and then got into power. What the king was, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, did he keep the king? I'm not... I, I, Admittedly, I did not go down that rabbit hole. Italian fascist beliefs. Uh, I do not know who the other was, who their enemy was. I mean, I know they were focused on making you know Italy as a great state, and they needed the people to do so because you know the people is a part of the state, the organs of the body. You know, using Latin words to build another word. That's how they come up with supposedly the word corporation. Uh, so Italian fascism opposed liberalism, especially classical liberalism. Um, individualism. They, yeah. they, they were totally against individualism. Um, they were also opposed to reactionary conservatism, which is kind of what uh, Hitler rose on, the crest of reactionary conservatism. Um, but yeah, uh, mostly it was Italian nationalism, like respect for tradition. Uh, so... He did like anti-Slavism, um, so the Slavics, like well, he enshrined well, into law. The, the, the only thing there was that you know he he banned the language. Italy was a national yeah. language. Yeah. But honestly, at the time, if you wanted to go to school and learn any damn thing, you had to learn German because all the universities were German. 
all the ones respected at the yeah. time. He all he also uh, persecuted the Greeks um, that that were living in Italy, but it, it wasn't nowhere near the level of of Hitler. You know, the others were basically just. I think yeah. the others were just anybody that didn't join along with the the fascist movement that you know yeah. we're here in Italy. So we then are you, Italian, you, you become you, an, you, you become an other because you just have a different political ideology, right? And you're now a second class citizen, and and we don't. What if Italian fascism would have gone on long enough? We don't know that they wouldn't have started shipping them off to do fucking death camps, or we don't know if it would have <laughs> turned into the biggest you know, political party movement in the world. You know, it could be the way. To get a one world order. Well, that's the th- that's see that's where I go with fascism today is that it is it has evolved into corporate fascism, and it knows no national boundaries, <laughs> and it is taking over the world, and it did so by infiltrating every political ideology out there. Um, <laughs> they they shotgun. They learned they can't just focus anymore. They can't go with these direct. Um, there was a the, the business plot. Did you did you listen to that thing I sent you about the business plot? Uh, the podcast fucking things behind the insurrections. No. All right. So, um, the business plot, also called the Wall Street Putsch and the White House Putsch, was a political conspiracy from 1933 in the United States to overthrow the government of uh, FDR and install a fascist dictator. Um. They were trying to create a fascist veterans organization, and like it was backed by John D. Rockefeller. It was backed by pretty much all the people you, that you, you get told were bad rich people, and you don't know why. This is why <laughs> Prescott Bush. I mean, all these motherfuckers. Uh, they they all they they were all soft on on uh, fascism, and when FDR pretty much took away all their corporate power during the whole New Deal, they. Said, "Oh well, we're, you know, we we got to do something." So they actually tried to uh, basically take over the U.S. government. Um, they had uh, up to they at the at the time that they were getting ready to try. They had three million dollars. They had five hundred thousand something fucking like veterans that they could call on for it. Like they had an army. Uh, it was called the Bonus Army, and because of Hoover, like sending in a bunch of people on horses. All right, so the Bonus Army. At the end of World War One, the U.S. government promised its veterans money, right? Gave them some IOUs. And they basically said, in 1944, you can cash these in. Well, the, the Depression hits, right? And they're like, well, we can't wait until 1944. You're going to give us money now. So, like, some, like, 20,000 uh, veterans, like, started camping up in, in D.C., like, at Congress and whatnot. And uh, there's this guy. Um, so they wanted to renege on the deal. They 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 wanted they wanted to they wanted government to do something right and Congress it got into a bill in Congress and then Congress does what Congress does and it ended its session without ever talking about it um, so they said well we're just going to stay here until you fucking do something and as they had a uh, Marine Corps Major General Smedley Butler um, basically come out there and he he came out he said look I understand I'm behind you guys one hundred percent. And after he left, Hoover sent in the National Guard and basically burned the tents. A few people were shot and killed like, and, and wiped them out. Basically, because we're not going to give you any money. You can fuck off and die. Fuck you, veterans. Hey, wait till 44. <laughs> you signed up for that shit. 
Yeah, I, I we were have to do one on the on the on what's called the bonus army. Hey, who day. the fuck takes a damn thing where we want to have to wait fifty fucking years to get paid? I I agree, and I I need to I, I want to look more into like the the paperwork on that to see if they really you know, but and they weren't asking for their full payment. They're just like, hey, look, do something to help us. You know, I do know that much. They're like, do something to fucking help us. Um, when the, okay, so was that one of the beginnings of people? Freaking asking the government to solve every single problem that comes into their lap. No, it was, but it was part of the whole thing of them saying, you know, we, we take care of our veterans and honor our veterans and thank you for your service, but you know, really go fuck yourself. Hey, we're going to give you a big ass deferred paycheck if you'll take it in fifty fucking years. <laughs> if you're dumb enough to sign that deal, you know, fuck you. Yeah, and I like I need to learn more about that deal specifically because I, I, I mean, yeah, this is all off the cuff. I've got no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just reacting <laughs> to the fact that. You're in what 1918, somewhere around in there, yeah. and they're like, Hey, in, yeah, in, you, in you 44. get paid in 44. <laughs> what? Um, so they these guys basically were like, Okay, well, we can use this Smedley Butler, and as kind of our he'll, he'll lead these 500,000 veterans on a march in Washington, right? And when they went to Smedley, Smedley, this one, like, he did a lot of things I don't like. Uh, when you look into the history of them. But in this particular case, he was like, hold up a second. So, you know, he realized that they were coming to him. They didn't go to MacArthur because MacArthur was the one that led the fucking National Guard in there and started killing veterans, right? So they're like, well, they're not going to follow MacArthur. So they went to Butler. Had they gone to MacArthur with their, (laughs) it would have been different. Um, But they went to Butler and Butler went through a few meetings, found out who was involved, what they were trying to do. And then he, uh, he tried to report it, and then he ended up just having to do a press release because nobody would talk about it. Um, nobody got charged with it, although it was proven that, yes, this is a thing that's happening. Nobody got in trouble, uh, and the the plot was considered it was done, right? I believe that that, that puts was a failure, and that they continued that I don't believe they stopped their plans then. I don't believe they stopped trying after one failure. Um, if you look at the, the people who were involved with it, the, the financial backers of it and what they further went to do politically wise afterwards, I, you know, for instance, the, uh, the federal reserve bank acts, shit like that. Um, I believe that what they actually did was be, they decided, okay, well, the short con ain't going to work. The coup won't work. So we need to over a period of time, change it our way. Um, like we didn't really see any huge headway in that. Now you can point at things like the assassination of the Kennedy boys um, as like little signs here and there that things were being kept a certain way. But after Reagan with his uh, deregulation and basically his, his wanting to pet backpedal on all the new deal is when you really start to see these people. The new deal of the sixties. No, the new deal of the thirties and Reagan's backpet, like taking, okay. taking all that back. Uh, power went back to these corporate magnets. Now, most of these guys were already dead, but their corporations lived on, merging with each other and back and forth. And they, I, I believe that a, a, corporate, a corporate coup of fascism has infected us, has pretty much taken us over, and is probably, in, in, from what I can see, infecting the rest of the world. Hell, it's even open in Italy right now. They have like this. Uh, they have a new prime minister who's talking about. Well, we're all 
we're all ideological children of Mussolini. Well, El Ducci, he said, but El Ducci was, you know, the, the name for Mussolini. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's even, it's, it's, I didn't realize this until this past week about this Italian prime minister. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was brought up as, uh, in the, the still happening fascist movement that is in Italy. But her, I, I watched some of her speeches. Now I'm relying on translators because, again, I'm a dumbass American and I barely got English. Um, so I'm relying on translators. But I can't see anything in her speech that says fascist to me. I, I haven't, I, other than her, her ideal, her uh, uh, idolization of Mussolini. I don't, I, I haven't seen it either. But then again, I haven't looked at, she, she's talking on a lot of the same points. She, she sounds like an American politician. Um, honestly, she sounds like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, there's, there's this whole concept well, I'm not of, Italian, so I don't know all the policies that happened in Italy at the time, but for somebody to basically go from a, Bond that got kicked out of one little party to fucking rise to fucking power in another and actually be appointed the leader of the nation had to have some kind of fucking charisma. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, even Hitler you know, had some fucking ideas. Charles that, Manson. Know, yeah. Charles Manson. They are some fucking evil people that had some brilliant fucking ideas that if they didn't go the evil route with that shit, we could actually use for good humanitarian purposes. But because some asshole did some stupid shit, we got to punish the rest of the fucking world for it. <laughs> to make sure it never happens again. <laughs> I get the concept. But... <laughs> I, I do... I, 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 I'm, I'm an anti-nationalist simply because I haven't found anything worth being, you know, rallying behind. Now... Like I said, I, I so anything anytime somebody brings up nationalism, my first immediate response is fucking Nazi, right? Right, that's incorrect. Right, that's the, that's the fucking problem. <laughs> it's, it, and, I, and I admit that it's incorrect, right? But it's in the same wheelhouse. You know, it it, it gives me it gives me more of a re, more of an excuse, I guess, to hate nationalism. Um, and I got I, I I admit my faults where they are. <laughs> you know, I'm, well, we're going to come back to uh, yeah the whole is America fascist part that we you lightly touched on earlier. But yeah, the the fact that you can take one piece like nationalism, the first thing that pops into somebody's mind Nazis. is Nazis, and and that's probably true with ninety percent of the freaking population. Mm-hmm. And you swastika Nazi. Well, <laughs> unless see, you're educated, then you might actually yeah, say, "Hey, you know that, that's that's a thing that they appropriate." Well, what's the angle of the swastika? What's the direction of the swastika? Is it does it curved or is it right angles? If it's <laughs> yeah. right angles and it's at that right, if it if it's done the way the Nazis did theirs, then yeah. If so, it's I mean, if it's curved or if it's opposite, it's and that's why different. I think we've got the the thing that we we label people so incorrectly is because we see one tiny trait. And it's a huge problem over here on one side. And we'll get to what side here in just a, a minute. Um, and I'm not saying one's the other, but which side is fascism? Um, but because there's one issue that is a big problem on one side does not mean that it is a problem in every application. Okay. Um, but we see that one trait on the other application and we immediately... Give it the evil note connotation. That's bad. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like calling somebody that has a dissenting point of view. It's, a it's, like, it's like a black AR-15, wrong. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. The pink one's cool. The black <laughs> one, you know, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's a video on YouTube somewhere about that. One of these damn days, I'm going to find it just to post it. I've actually, I've seen, I've seen enough data on it to be like, yeah. Honestly, as soon as it was brought up to me that people are more scared of these guns because they're black, I was like, makes that, sense, that right? tracks. <laughs> White people are afraid of black things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it is, there's also the argument of the slippery slope, right? Once we let in this, the, once we let in nationalism and then we start letting in these other things, how long is it before we're rolling downhill faster than we can stop? To, you know, I, these fights yeah, when, I, do, when do we become Nazi? Yeah, yeah, that that is a big you know question, and it is a fear to be feared, but not to be shied away from. You know, we can learn from that mistake and say, okay, if we go to this point and then make a fucking hard left, we can avoid that shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> agreed. The because problem. he took the idea of, yo, hey, we got to become a good, strong nation. We got to become a united fucking people. Hey, we got to become racist. What? Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there was always, a, I mean, there was an identity amongst German people at the time that I uh, thought that, um, and this was, you know, Hitler just used it. He didn't create it, was this idea that the Jews in Germany were, yeah, were Jews first. You know what I mean? But he didn't say yeah. you are slighted. They already felt slighted. He preyed upon and used that for fear, which is one of the things that, you know, get pretty much any freaking movement going is fear. It doesn't have to be fascist. It doesn't have to be nationalist. It doesn't have to be socialist. It doesn't have to be a democracy. You use fear, you can get people to do what you want um, because of groupthink. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Revelation have been getting people at the pulpit for years. <laughs> groupthink is real, folks, and you know, people have yeah, realized that for you know, almost 100 years now and have been using it against us. Um. I am, again, trying to find where I wrote this particular note down. I've got like fucking 15 pages over here, folks. I'm sorry. Again, power went out while I was trying to organize this crap into a actual bullet point. I can just see you now by by by, by candlelight. <laughs> I, 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 I was. <laughs> Did you have your bifocals? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and these truths we hold to be <laughs> yes yeah, so I'm fucking going blind I have to have <laughs> okay alright here it is the, the psychological law of the mental unity of crowds um, from Gustave Lebron from the book The Crowd um, basically means that, you know, the person pushing on the ideal becomes the hypnotizer and the crowd becomes the hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the power of the crowd is the only force that nothing menaces out of which the prestige is constantly on the increase. The age we are about to enter will be the age of crowds. He's referring to mass politics. Meaning that you, know, you, you no longer have to just you know, formulate an intelligent thought to a group of intellectual landowners or businessmen or people that actually give a you fuck. You just got to shout the loudest. You got to yell. <laughs> exactly. Um, the masses never 
thirsted after truth. They turn aside evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify error if error seduced them. Whenever, whatever, whoever supplies them with the illusions is their master. Whoever attempts to destroy them is their victim. Um, that book was written a long time ago. <laughs> I, I, I think he was on to something. Um, and that whole concept is exactly how politics is ran today. Yeah. Um, and if you don't believe it, look at every single political show, television, news, broadcast, party, that advertisement, what the hell ever. It's who spends the most money to put it into your face the longest is usually who gets the power. Um, see, I wanted to come up with to get some other quotes here. I've got a couple of good ones from Mussolini himself. Eh, he's hidden in here. Here we go. Um, just because the 19th century was socialism, uh, a century of socialism, liberalism, and democracy does not mean that the 20th century need be political doctrine pass. Humanity remains. And it may rather be expected that this will be the century of authority, a century of the left, a century of fascism. And liberalism, as we know, in its base, base definition is individualism. Yeah. So when he's speaking of liberalism, he's not blaming any person. He's blaming every person that has an individual thought. So it may be expected that this will be the century of collectivism and hence the century of the state. That was from the political and social doctrine of fascism. Um, from his autobiography, uh, internationalism was credible. Uh, I can't even read my own. Was crumbling. Internationalism was crumbling. The unit of loyalty is too large. To replace class with nation to get a consensus with the myth of the nation being the hope, faith, and courage. To this myth, everything is subservient. Which basically means you are subservient to the state. Mm -hmm. Everything you do must be for the state. Now, they allowed private enterprises as long as it was deemed beneficial for the state. Mm -hmm. um, and those private enterprises were tightly controlled by the state. Very much so. And I got one more here. Uh, actually, I think I got, yeah, I've got two more. I got to find the other one. I had to write it down somewhere else. Uh, from a new life, the people are the body of the state. The state is the spirit of the people. The fascist concept is that the people are the state and the state is the people. Um, and I cannot read the freaking rest of that because, you know, my shitty ass handwriting trying to write all this stuff down. And, you know. Well, I mean, that in itself, that's, that's a, you know, that, that's a point of contention right there is, is the state, the people and the people, the state. I, I, I've seen, I've seen people try to use like root words and shit like that. And I, I disagree with that concept. There is a, 
a version of the people that is the state, uh, you know, like the people versus, right? But anytime that, then that is expressly the state, not the not the actual people. There, there is a definitely, there is definitely a separation between what is the people and what is the state, right? You know, the people versus such such. The people never said a thing about it. It was the state that did. You know, and it's there. There is supposed to be a thing of the people is supposed to, the the state's supposed to kind of work for the people, at least in our country's founding ideals. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, the the whole concept of you know the state and, and the people being one. Let's these things look great on paper, along with many other you know forms of. Community, forms of government, all this stuff. It looks great on paper. And to go back on what I was saying, I was you know, asking earlier, when did fascism become evil? What makes fascism evil? And you know, did it get the Weinstein treatment? Um, is based on a fascism itself, not the means to get there. Because to get fascism around the world, you're going to have to do some pretty fucking awful things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because people aren't, everybody's not going to agree. Yeah, for some reason, the the us versus them, it's never humanity versus, you know, I don't know, anything else <laughs> or or in, un, un, it, um, like inhumane or anything of like that. It's it's never about people. It's always about these people. Right. And that that's where, like, if fascist was on a global on a sense, you know, of, of, human beings, then yeah. Um, but it, it, it never is. It it's never always, is. <laughs> of, you know, liberalism. Yeah, and, and because, yeah. And in that sense, like it, it can never be inherently good because it's, you know, now, which brings in another one that we might have to touch in on, in between on these is liberalism. Because for some fucking reason, a whole bunch of people over on the daggone right side of the daggone political aisle over here are, you throwing that term around like it's a bad word. Oh, yeah. Liberal tears. Coffee cups. God, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, or, or trying to own the libs. Oh, no. My favorite is libtard. That's my fucking favorite. I, I see that. And I just know I'm about to have an intelligent conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I usually just scroll past because I already know where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> this, this person has already preconceived notions that you're not going to change. They're, I, I grew they're, up, in, they're in a pattern of cognitive dissonance. I grew up in a family of Christian nationalists. <laughs> I already know where this conversation is going. Nowhere. Fucking nowhere. I'm a nationalist. I just don't have a nation I prefer to root in. There you I, go. I, I like there my country. You go. I, I, I like what I, I like. I like a lot of the landscape. I, I just can't get behind it where where it stands right now. I can't either. That's, that's, that's why I, I feel. That. I'm a nationalist. I'm, I'm sure. If I, I have should if love I had my nation. To, if I had something to believe in, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want my nation to be great. You know, every person should want their nation to be great. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be great. It's when you think you're better than anybody else is when you start having a problem with that. Yeah. You take it that one step too fucking far. Or, or when you outright lie, lie to kids and say, no, this is the greatest nation. And it's like, well, by what ruler? By what measurement? I mean, it's because by every one of them. To form a more perfect nation. Not to form a perfect nation, to form a more perfect yeah, nation. You should always be striving for perfection, but you can never reach it. Right. <laughs> and that's okay. 
As um, long as you're making the effort. Yeah, uh, according to George Orwell, uh, nationalism is oh. universally regarded as inherently fascist. But this is held only to apply to such national movements as the speaker happens to disapprove of. Arab nationalism, Polish nationalism, Finnish nationalism, the Indian Congress Party, the Muslim League, Zionism, and the IRA are all described as fascist, but not by the same people. It will be seen <laughs> that use, as used, the word fascism is almost entirely meaningless. In conversation, it is used even more wildly than in print. I have heard it applied to farmers, shopkeepers, social credit, corporal punishment, fox hunting, bullfighting, the 1922 committee, the 1941 committee, Kipling, Gandhi, Chiang Kai-shek, homosexuality, Priestley's broadcasts, youth hostels, astrology, women, dogs, and I don't even know what else. Yet under this, there does lie buried meaning. To begin with, it is clear that there are very great differences, some of them easy to point out and not easy to explain away, between the regimes called fascist and those called democratic. Secondly, if fascist means in sympathy with Hitler, some of the accusations I have listed below are very, above are obviously very much more justified than others. Thirdly, even the people who recklessly fling the word fascist in every direction attach at any rate an emotional significance to it. By fascism, they are meaning rough speaking, something cruel, unscrupulous, arrogant, obscurantist, anti-liberal, and anti-working class. Except for the f relatively small number of fascist sympathizers, almost Engli any English person would accept bully as a synonym for fascist. That is about as dear, near definition as this much abused word has come. Yeah. Is that the one you were talking about that I, I get? George Orwell? Yeah. Is that the one you were talking about you sent me that I... Uh, no, 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 no. I was going to say, that was it, I did. Yeah, yeah that one was... Yeah, that, this was uh, George Orwell speaking on 1944. He wrote an article called What is Fascism? And it's absolutely fascinating. Um, it's, it's not very long. And I, I, I respect I respect Orwell uh, quite a bit. Um, he, he shaped a lot of my political views uh, very early on. Um, and, and like yeah, <laughs> it, before or after he grew out of it. Well, he, even when he grew out of it, he, he did he stayed very close to the 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 the, the concept of the individual. You know, what I mean, he, he he changed. He grew. As people are allowed to do, yeah, but he, he never he, he grew from socialism to liberalism. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and, and I, I part of part of his I think reason for being socialist was he you know he saw fascism. It was a reactionary. It was a reaction. He saw fascism comes from socialism. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think he joined initially because I mean, the ideas of socialism. And we'll get into that next week. Everything looks good on paper. Everything looks good on paper, and especially from the humanity concept of it. Right? If you're looking at it from a point of what is what is the most humanitarian between the between these two, you, you lean toward socialism, right? <laughs> if you're looking toward what is better for the person. Um. So yeah, and he makes a good point though, uh, with you know, if about it being a somebody who's some, something cruel, arrogant, obscuritist, anti-liberal, anti-working class. That seems to be the, the the broad the broadest you know definition that seems accurate, right? When you're calling something a fascist, you know, you almost have to separate fascist from fascism. Yes. They, they, there is a distinction. If you see it with a capital F, it is fascism, as in Italian fascism. 
If you're looking at it with a lowercase f, you're talking about yeah. fascism as in just the action of. Yeah, um, Robert Evans on that with the Behind the Bastards and podcast, he actually has this term he likes to use called fashy. And I really like it. He was like, yeah, this is a, this smells a little fashy. <laughs> and but like, fashy is already a word. <laughs> he, we he, determined that. <laughs> well, not fascies. Not, not, he, he's talking as in like, this smells, you know, smelly. It's fashy. It's fascist-esque. <laughs> a bundle of sticks is a fascio. A bunch of a bundle of sticks. You know, there's a, a plural <laughs> is fashy. Yeah, if you're involved with, he's your he's referring to it in the fasci and not not so much as the fasci is the symbol, but uh, I, mean, I I just you know point out it's already a word. <laughs> See this whole having different meanings for the same word. We got to stop that. Fucking English, man. <laughs> we have we 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 English is built out of so many other languages but we have so little to work with. <laughs> like, it, there's so many words that we just, it's like, it's why you have to read to really understand the Quran. You, you have to understand Arabic, right? At best, you can get a transliteration, but there's words in other languages that we just don't have in English. You know, um, and then and fascism, like the little F fascism, I, I like oh, that's that. That's why, that, that, that's why you know English amalgamates and incorporates other words. We we have words in our English language that aren't. Yeah, English. the majority of our English is built of other languages. Built upon, <coughs> yes. That that's the English language. But we actually use words from other languages that have no alterations whatsoever. It is just that word yeah. because we, we, we have it deconstructed and reformatted again. <laughs> Somewhere along the lines, we just got lazy and said, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why is fascism always the default? <laughs> it looks good on paper, and it's just the modern evolution. It's the latest evolution. Well, not the latest, because you you got what, you know, I would say, neo-socialists you know, that are now adapting the bottom up, which is what socialism really should be to begin with. Yeah. Um, but it, it, fascism was the latest and probably the, the the most inclusive version of Marxist socialism and because they didn't have the racial bit. Anybody could join in to that fascist movement of Italy. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have to be Italian. You just had to follow the doctrine of the state. The state could grow and it would be, okay, Italian, but anybody could be able to join. It wasn't like, you know, you know no, you've got, you know, green eyes and we don't like green eyes. <laughs> no, they, you they, know, they you're, you're, you got too much melanin. They hadn't got there yet. Yeah. We don't know if, we, if they ever would have, but they hadn't yet at least. Yeah, they, had, they definitely hadn't yet. <laughs> and based on the other comment from one of the other folks over here, like I said, that, you know, being an actualist that, you know, would not believe that you know, any particular racial traits would declassify you from being a human. Um, and they didn't have any of the, uh, what was it, the T9, TTM project or something, whatever it was in Germany. I can't remember what it was, what they would, you know, if you were crippled, you were fucked. Oh, yeah. You had yeah. a life not worth living. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't have none of that. Yeah. They, they, they were the more inclusive version of it. And it was born straight out. I mean, 
There, there was uh, one of the best ways I saw of the way the evolution was, was from Marxism that split off into to Leninism and then came to, to Mussolini, uh, no, uh, Gen, Gentile, and then to Mussolini, and up in the, from Lenin up to Stalin to Mao. So you, you had that direction of staunch Marxist socialists that went crazy up there into whatever it became. I'm not saying that they were socialists. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I well, Mao. Russia was. A, yeah, they were socialists, but they were. They were almost like fascists. Well, under under uh, Stalin, they became almost like fascist socialists. It was weird. Um, but like Lenin and Trotsky actually had very like uh, bottom up ideals. Uh, Mao too. Mao was his initial. He had but. The, the 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 Russian socialists had the like the industrial revolution type thing going on, you know, the, the like the factories and whatnot. In China, it was the peasants' revolution. Um, they they went lower class even than the Russians did from the bottom up. Uh, so yeah, I I, I want to learn more about Mao. Um, I, I actually look forward to this coming week because I'm finally going to sit down and learn about the Mao's fucking peasants' revolution. Uh, there's there's some concepts, not so much of what Mao did after he came to power. But Mao's his speaking points before I liked the ones that I've seen. I, I like Mao. Like I said, a lot <laughs> of fucking bad people had some really good ideas, right? Uh, and and the same with Lenin and Trotsky, even Stalin, um, Hitler. You know, Hitler, Mao, Stalin—they all had great fucking ideas, or they would have never ris- risen to power. Yeah, and, and like I've always said, from an objective point of view, like I don't know, we got. Trump. <laughs> and we still do. He is. St- he still won't just shut up. <laughs> you know, like South Park said, when you're president, maybe you should put your phone down. He could have kept his down. Like <laughs> God, quit saying stupid things. Fade away, little firefly. I saw this one thing, and it's it's true of every ex-president, right? But uh, Adam Carolla had this thing where he was talking to Obama and he was like, you can just call me president. He said, ex-president Obama, you can just call me president Obama. He said, well, that's silly. You know, I was a shift manager at PetSmart once. Do I just want to be called shift manager until the day I die? (laughs) I agree with him. (laughs) He's like, can I just call you Fapotis, former president of the United States? (laughs) But it seemed there was a time when they would step down from office They'd write a book. They'd make some appearances here and there, you know, on like talk shows or whatnot. Yeah, or, that's when they make their millions. Yeah, yeah. They they go on. They go into a, a semi-private life, and they are out of politics. Yeah, they're out of po- That's the thing. Once you are out of office, you are actually out of politics. <laughs> Instead, now he's, it's, even if he doesn't get reelected, he's got so many so, so many of his supporters in office that are just going to continue his politics. They're just going to keep following the party line. Do I think he's a fascist? I'm not sure. (laughs) He's almost too dumb. (laughs) But he follows in, I think, and I think that's kind of it. We no longer, we're never going to have, at least in this country, a fascist dictator, right? But if, now that corporates, follow me, now that corporations have the rights of an individual. I just gave him the rock opera. (laughs) Now that corporations have the rights of an individual. That is where we are going to see our next dictatorship. I don't. I don't think it's going to be an individual, actual person. It's going to be somebody we gave rights to 
that wasn't a body before. They were just the 49th president of the United States of America brought to you by Walmart. Lockheed Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, there'll be a whole ceremony. <laughs> I must say, American flag. I'm going to have an individual. Yeah. You, know, you got you know, this year's new ad. You know, when the Super Bowl. Of, when, when, how long before a corporate corporation runs for office? They have the right now, especially if they're over 35 years old. <laughs> and that's 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 why I don't think we're ever going to see another. We we're too scared. You know, of hundred years from now, some corporation is going to do that, and they're going to get interviewed, and the fucking spokesman is going to say, "Well, we got this fucking idea." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Terminator! <laughs> I actually caused judgment. That would that would be the ultimate irony, right? <laughs> if there's one thing I've always been against. It's been against corporate power. I've always been against <laughs> you being the catalyst, the one that gave him the fucking idea. <laughs> Somebody on the board of directors was like, been catching this, like, I never fucking thought of that. <laughs> yeah. We've already done all the work. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, and how, how do we get to talk about that? Oh, yeah. How well, I don't. corporatism is fascism. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, you know, like, I was saying, I don't think Donald Trump's ever going to be a dictator. I don't, I don't think we'll ever allow a dictator. But not until they take our guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people say there's this whole thing of Hitler. Hitler took away everybody's guns. He took away Jewish people's guns. Yeah, he took away Poland. He didn't take away Germans' guns. No, they were all in the army. <laughs> yeah, so he. Yeah, that's that's that, I just wanted to throw that because that's a lot of things. Oh, well, Hitler took away the guns. No, no, well, he took away the guns and then mass he, murdered the people. He that took he away took guns from undesirables, from. almost as if there's a law against like pe- certain people owning guns, even in this country. Well, that's why everybody was you know, you want the laws to change, black people start getting guns, they'll change the laws, and that and it worked. No, they black people started getting guns, they started making all kinds of laws about who could carry guns. New York is where, where you can carry them. Go, go, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to go into the Black Panthers. There, there, <laughs> there, there's no more push for gun control now than there was before the rise of black people. No, there's not. And, and that rise just because there's a push has nothing to do with laws getting changed. There's been a push for decriminalization federally of marijuana since the '60s. The rise of black people <laughs> getting weapon, you know their own weapons has been on the rise for years. They started, so they started making laws against, that's why they started with the, the whole felons could have guns laws. They started doing that as, as a pushback against groups like the Panthers, who were arming black citizens. To, and they, they, they would go around and follow the cops, you know, until they'd sit there armed while a cop was making an arrest to make sure that the person being arrested was aware of the rights, make sure the cop didn't, I don't know, you know, plant evidence or say he had a gun or he resisted. Like, well, now you're taking that possible means onto something that has broader application. What do you mean? You know, felons not being able to carry guns is... They didn't pass it until this, though. That's what I'm saying. Is they There was no outcry of people who have been arrested for a felony should have, shouldn't have a gun. This causation equal correlation on, on this, because uh, you also had a rise in other violent crimes and Our you had first, a rise in school shootings. The first weapons law in the country was that no black person could have a weapon or weapon-like object of any sort. The first gun laws in this country 
were that blacks could not have guns. Uh, they couldn't even have dogs. They weren't allowed to have dogs. In some cases, they were allowed to have one dog. But the early slave patrols would actually go to like black people's houses and if they or slaves' homes or whatever, and if they had a dog, they would shoot it. The you know, it's yeah, I, I know the first gun laws were based solely on racism, and it, it didn't just that. stop there. <laughs> I get that. It's almost every one they've passed it since then into the population. There none of them because they couldn't keep targeting. they couldn't keep making laws against black people, right? So they found a way to put black people into groups. We took laws. That targeted blacks out. Hell, we in the sixties. The whole concept. But changed no, but then we started that, putting that in laws that targeted, say, felons. Right. Well, this is turning into something that needs to be a side issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we are going to get into the uh, the the episode one day of systemic racism, um, and I think that'll probably be when we cover the Panthers. I think. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, it, it, it definitely is, and you know, it, you know, by some definitions, people would classify that all that into a fascist ideal, but you know. Again, I would point out that you know, fascism itself is not racist. No, no, no. I, it, it's just a it, it's just a people, racist ideal. I'm not saying that you haven't had people that you know are fascist that actually also are racist, or some that have gotten a fascist connotation for being relatable to a fascist. Maybe just you know they were allied with a fascist. Um, no. Everybody considers. Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, extreme right wing. Nobody's ever fucking argued that, right? No. I mean, some. I, I've seen some arguments. I've seen one guy say that Hitler was a fucking leftist. And I'm like, well. <laughs> I mean, he had a socialist idea, but you know, the whole nationalism and, and, and all the. They, they throw that with the, 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 the right. But. And, and that, I, I find that to be inaccurate. Because the Soviets had a nationalist identity. They did. And they were left as it goes, you know? <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're kind of the picture that everybody wants to paint, that the right wants to paint of the left is the USSR. Fine. They were nationalists too. <laughs> well, he put himself as, he put them as the left, the, again, the liberals. And, but he called himself a socialist. On every fucking occasion. What is so bad about being liberal? About being, you know, (laughs) what is so bad about it? (laughs) Why is it so bad? Well, you, let me, me, socialism. This is one that most people are, you know, hoping works out. And, you know, let's, you know, I've said it and I'll say it again. And every damn time I've said, I'm a devout fucking socialist inside my own circle. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I'm I'm an anarcho-socialist. You know what I mean? The decentralization of government, everybody lives in these small circles. It's socialism works then. Well, you know, (laughs) yeah, you just, yeah, that that reminded me. Anarcho-synonymism? Yeah, from uh, Monty Python, right? Uh, No, from Mussolini. Oh, oh, no, 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 never mind. That's (laughs) Anarcho-synonymism. That was his early, when he was an anarchist, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, anarcho-synonymous commune. Is where I was going with it. That's the like. Uh, I'm sure the idea existed before, but I attribute it to Monty Python. Old woman, man, <laughs> that that guy. You know, where they take a person from the village who kind of on, on like a jury duty basis, who kind of acts as a leader for the week or well, whatnot. You know, socialism, <laughs> communism, fascism. They all have one thing in common: is that they require a form of unity. Of a collective thought, at least a collective direction, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at its bare minimum. It requires people to have a direction to look to, to these are the goals and we're going to look after each other, do whatever we got to do and whatever particular aspect we're going to do it in to reach that goal. You know, be it communism, socialism, <laughs> that's society. That's kind of how we work as a, as a group. We're supposed to. <clears throat> we don't always live It's, it's why I think humanity is better living in small societies. Like as Lee said, the loyalty factor is too big. You know, when you think globally... Yeah, I, I can't give a fuck about what's happening on the other side of the fucking world when I got to worry about putting food on my table. I cannot do it. Oh, it's yeah. hard to. Yeah. We're, we're not worried about something. I didn't know what the fuck Aleppo was either. That come out of a fucking No, no, it's the concept of I I can't know everything going on in the fucking world. I can't even care about everything going on in the world. (laughs) But that little private smack to me about fucking Gary Why is a lap? (laughs) Oh wow. Because that's the reason I couldn't vote for that fool. But um Oh my god, where was I? (laughs) Yeah, everybody has to come together. For to make those ideals happen, liberalism damn near negates the possibility of it happening. Liberalism is individualism, individual thought. Well, as long as we're not a Borg, <laughs> that's the only humane way, though. Because everybody, if we, we, if one thing is constant throughout human history, is that we are never on the same page. And that is why everybody <laughs> from Marx to fucking Hitler realized that you have to have a violent dictatorship to force everybody to your line of thinking. And if it was a an immortal robot that took care of people in a humane way, I could get behind that type of dictator. But that's the thing. As long as corruption is going to come into play, they're going to die and someone else is going to take okay, over. So as long as the opposition is taken out in their sleep. What do you mean, as long as the opposition is taken out in their sleep? <laughs> you said, as long as it's a, a robot no, or no, no, something no. like that, taking care of humanity in a humane way. <laughs> I didn't mean taking care of in the, in the Sopranos sense, you know? I meant taking care of as in caring for people. Um, yeah, like, and then that's, that's why I say, you know, I'm when it comes to the Borg and that concept, I am... I'm, I'm kind of, I guess the Borg are pretty fashy, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I like the Borg, but we're not there. So until we can completely collectivize and be on one page, everybody's got to be free with, you know, as long as their rights aren't going over other people. And that's a, that's a big problem with nationalism is a lot of nationalists feel like more rights for you mean less rights for me. You hear it all the time with the Christian right. You know, oh, gays are allowed to marry now, so so what? You know, I mean, there's always this, and same with, oh, blacks have the right to vote. Blacks have the right for this. So what? Just because someone else has rights that you have doesn't mean that you don't have rights, right? And that that's where I come, that's where I have the hard problem with, with patriotism, nationalism, racism. It all comes down to, well, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? What is wrong with, what? what's wrong with them having the same, the same rights you do? And if you feel like you don't have enough rights, What's wrong with everybody having more rights then? You know what I mean? Like, if you feel like you don't have enough rights and somebody has less rights than you, then there's a huge problem, right? You would think. Well, <laughs> some of these problems come from having traditional definition of words and 
then something else comes along and says, well, we want to do something like that. Well, if that doesn't fit the definition, we've got a problem. Context. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and yes, I'm using gay marriage in that. The traditional sense of marriage as accepted for thousands and thousands and thousands of years from the concept of marriage was a man and a woman to procreate. That's the basic concept of marriage. I'm all for people marrying who the hell they want because I don't fucking give a shit about marriage. Yeah, I, I understand. And, <laughs> and then also, I am married, and I, I went to a magistrate. And unfortunately, the son of a bitch still uses fucking you know, religious overtone in my marriage. You know, sorry, bastard. Yeah, and and honestly, what the you shouldn't even have to because a lot of the points of reason of getting married is so that like insurance and shit like that. Yeah, you now, shouldn't even need to be married for that. You know what I mean? Correct. That's why I, I was like, why don't we just change the damn? I was on the side of let's change the damn policy. I I, I was on the side of get a, get rid of marriage. Then nobody has anything to complain about, right? You get rid of the need for marriage in society, <laughs> exactly. in, in any kind of societal measure. Okay, you're married. Big deal. <laughs> you get no bonuses, no extras, no nothing. Yeah. So what the fuck's the point of being married other than you have chosen to be monogamous? So what's the fucking thing? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Right. Right. And once I said, and so, when, once you come into that, it's like, well, the only they're like, well, the, the, the Bible defines it as this. God said that, and it's like, yeah, well, that's liberalism is accepting that other people have a different idea. And know? yeah, they have the same right well, to their a, idea. That's as an extreme yours. one that is that doesn't affect a whole in any fucking way. Yet we still have a fucking problem with it. I, <laughs> so I how agree. the hell are we ever going to get behind something that affects everybody? Without force, or without serious indoctrination from youth, which is also a factor. Well, that is, uh, 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 we talked about this before, though. Good indoctrination and bad indoctrination. I think if you indoctrinate children to be, well, now now we're we're putting that good and evil label out there. What is good indoctrination versus bad indoctrination? Once we define that, we become one or the other. Therefore, we are fascists. Well, I don't. Is it, is, at, at some point, at, at, I guess, is it indoctrination or education becomes a question, right? If you educate people in a way that gives them the true facts of reality, gives them a sense of, of community and, and, and like, you know, with other human beings, not just a specific group of human beings, but the wider spectrum of humanity. Teach them humanity. And I feel like you wouldn't need force. You know what I mean? The, the people generally, like, you've seen toddlers. Right, you you take a, a a white toddler, but don't matter to a daycare, and they they hug each other, they play, and yeah, but let one toddler walk over there and pick up the other toddler's fire drill. <laughs> Give every toddler a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes the fire trucks? <coughs> a rich person soon to be. You know, I mean, but I, the concept of that is, it's like we lose something. You know what I mean? As far as our connection between human beings, as human beings to one another. We lose something, you know what I mean? And in and, and our current system of education, the way we live our lives, there's many things I think that chip away at it, but we lose that, that honest compassion that toddlers feel, you know what I mean, that children have. That, in, that They talk about the innocence of children. That's what it is, you know what I mean? There, if we keep that, if we teach people to keep that, you know, to learn how to you know, walk and talk and be educated people, but to keep that same compassion that they had as children. I, I, there would be no need for force. People would want to do the things that help each other. Well, that would allow us to do two things. We, we should be able to define what human is. 
can leave out race out of a definition. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, what if, what if we continue to evolve? Which some people are saying, and I, I'm we starting can, to agree. We can define without you know, using that particular you know, identifier. Race doesn't need to be an identifier of you know, a species. You know, we're a human species. You know, also, you know, a human race by some yeah. definition. But, you know, and that's why I call myself the master racist. I hate everybody, the entire human race. <laughs> I hate everybody equally until you show me hey, that I'm, you deserve I'm with, I'm with Michael Sky, me. man. I think we could actually band together in our hatred of aliens. Because, you know, if they don't like it, they can say something. Well, we've <laughs> got a whole other good versus evil. We've assigned ourselves a new enemy. Sure. Sure. We, I, I tried for years to get people. I, I tried for years to get people on God as the enemy. But that seems to be hard to do. I'm pretty sure it'd be well, easy I was to just make. Just trying them. to say that we could get around that whole daggone indoctrination thing, which is fascist, by saying that we just you know add a new class into the education system, <laughs> you know, of humanity, actual humanities, and we don't wait until somebody's already become a dumb fuck before we start teaching it. Yeah, you don't make kids sit there and watch everybody be treated inhumanely to decide. You know what I mean? You don't. That's that's not the way it's supposed to be. Like, <laughs> that would get out of the indoctrination funnel. But we also need to make sure that every fucking school is the goddamn same. Yes, I. If we're going to have an actual education system, it needs to be equal on the every fucking level. The education system needs to be. Here's your fucking studies. This is every fucking book we have in print. Have fun. Until things get better, I feel like we should be spending more on education than we are, I don't know, foreign wars. Fucking, <laughs> you know, like, I, we, we, if we spent as much as, uh, as much on education in the last 10 years as we spent in one year in Afghanistan or Vietnam. Yeah, I've got an idea on the education <laughs> system. We need to make a topic for the American education system. Or education system for the world for what the I fuck think that's I think we're going to have to do a whole series on American exceptionalism and break down all the things that people say America is the best in. Oh God, education's one of those. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they say exceptionalism is not being better than the other. It's being different. We are still the exception. We are different. We are becoming less different. <laughs> yes, because we keep changing to become like the rest of them. Or they're trying to be like us, and now the whole world's going to shit. <laughs> the whole fucking world. <laughs> Once again, Team America has managed to piss off the Which entire is where the world. The conservative side for me comes from. I want to preserve what made the experiment of America such a, a hope for humanity at that time. What could it become? Not what it used to get where it was or some fucked up shit. Oh, that was wrong. Well, no. You know, to me, going through slavery and realizing that it's wrong and going through this whole change is a mind-blowing fucking yeah, good it, thing. Yeah. It shows me that this country is capable of realizing that, yeah, it's fucked up. We got to go a different route and growing into that more perfect union the next day. Yeah, you know, one day America sucked. It had racism. The next day it didn't. Now there was a horrible shit to bring that day over. <laughs> we still, we still have it. <laughs> we still have it. <laughs> it's not on the scale that it was. Not like and, it was. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's we, changed. I, I, did I say racism instead of slavery? You, you I'm did. Stone enough to say you, that. Uh, yeah. Okay. You, you said racism. <laughs> one day we had slavery. One day we did not have slavery. We you know, changed what I think. What we did was we changed yeah, yeah. what slavery is. So, 
<laughs> uh, we go redefining words again. Well, no, but how, all right. So, what did a slave master do? Right, a slave master had We're all slaves. Okay, all right, cool. I don't have to break all that down. <laughs> <laughs> we just simply made the slave class larger. <laughs> but is the slave voluntary? What happens when you don't participate in slavery? I have to find my own food and build my own shelter. Well, what happens when they make laws that limit that? You have to have the property to do this on, correct? There is national property. You can just go to a national forest and build a house? Why aren't we living in Yuhari now? Nobody said a house. Or or a shelter. You you could. Nobody said a house. How long? So so me and you right now, we could pack everything up and we could make a a what? A wigwam in, in Yuhari? Yeah, you can go stay there for a couple of months, fucking move to another one after that. You would have to because you would eat every fucking thing in the area. Agreed. <laughs> it's kind of how we used to do it. Yeah, you could live a nomad lifestyle in this country. I'd, I'd like to look into style. the actual legality of that. And as, and as far as you know, being you know, fascist, socialist, what the hell ever that you, you want to do, bringing that point up, there's there's nothing in a liberal society, there's, there's nothing in our nation's laws, there is nothing in corporatism, there is nothing in capitalism that would stop people from starting their own socialist or communist group in this country. In most countries that are quote unquote democracies, democracies. I say I could pull we could we could get into the whole MacArthur hearings and the Kennedy uh, the Kennedy hearings that Robert Kennedy held over the the whole communist that it actually is illegal. Nobody, <laughs> Starting a communist party in the political sense, yes. But if you want to start, you would buy you a piece of property, start you a little commune, allow people to bring all their wealth in, buy more property to make that grow. Yeah, yeah. Farm your food, do your little buildings and all that good stuff and share it however the hell you damn well want to. There's nothing stopping. Do you ever, uh, if you want to make a socialist or a fascist? Or a whatever the heck you definition you have company to where everybody is an equal partner and an equal owner and an equal shareholder or whatever equality you want to throw into it. Go for it. Nothing's stopping you. In fact, capitalism encourages it. Yeah, the, yeah one day a big corporation might want to buy you. <laughs> <laughs> there is no laws. There is no philosophy in your way. Hasn't been. Never has been. In fact, most of Europe was socialist at one point in time. What happened? Where did it go? <laughs> what went wrong? Uh, the Soviet Union <laughs> went wrong. The Cold War. Uh, <laughs> disinformation on both sides. <laughs> People went wrong. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the problem there. If it was an economic war, capitalists won. <laughs> so far, <laughs> yeah, resistance. <laughs> and again, that, when we get into socialism, that also, and looking into Mao, I will finally be you able. You can't beat capitalism because capitalism, in its truest form, gives you the freedom to do it however the fuck you want to. Which means, if you want to be a socialist business. To where or an equal shareholder, there's a specific name for it. I'm about dancing around. 
employee directed something or other. I can't freaking remember that term. I know what you're talking about. They do it in California. Yeah, they, they've got them. They exist. Sorry, guys. My coffee pot is empty. Yeah, get the blood of the lifeline machine over here. <laughs> but nothing's stopping it. In, in fact, if you are that, you are still capitalist because it's yours to do it that way as you see fit. And you know, even capitalists have business owners. And if you're a business that is equal shareholder, business owned, all you know, employee owned, you know, you're your own boss. You're a capitalist without employees. Well, the biggest problem I have with that is is when it when capitalism becomes a way of controlling government. When money <laughs> is is the is the way that you control the people. Well, that's a personal problem, not a capitalist problem. No, it's like we'll go back to Walmart or lobbyists. Those are problems that are direct results of capitalist fucking spending and shit. Cap the way, way capitalism is built. Well, in. just because capitalism allows a corporate to do the same damn thing that a socialist or a corporate uh, a capitalist or even somebody who doesn't give a fuck and wants to just trade away and be, be a barter, it allows it all. It's your shit. You can do with it what you want to with it. It's your time. That's the only thing you actually own. Pompous ass has got to grind his little beans. Can't just get a damn little bag of coffee. And, you know. It's not as tasty. Yeah. They're, they're, once I started doing this, I was like, yeah, they're okay, there is a difference. There's definitely now you know why I have a pepper grinder at home. Huh? Now you know why I have a pepper grinder at home. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you call me spoiled? <laughs> As you sit there with your coffee, with your peppercorn grinder, honestly, peppercorn is better if you fresh grind it. I mean, Absolutely, fuck yeah. <laughs> we have whole peppercorns in there. I love it. I love it. Oh, but yeah, I mean, the problem, like I said, the problem comes in where it becomes that money becomes the power, right? It's you no know, having it as a trade token. You know what I mean? To, to get what you need. get what you, you know, I, I get that concept that's, of it. That's all it is. But using it for political power. That's a personal problem. That's a political problem. That's, no. that's a problem for everybody who doesn't, have the, who doesn't have those dollars. It's putting that much faith into it. All right. Well, you're using it on a personal level to gain power. That is a personal problem. Okay. No, not you're not saying like a personal problem. Like it's just something you have to deal with. You're saying no. I'm saying it's a it's, it's a, a result of a person wanting to grab power by freaking money, and you you take away money. Well, like you said, take I, away I, capitalism. You take away everything. I'm go not, back to anarchism. I, you're still Karl gonna Marx have said. Karl Marx said destroy power. capitalism and dethrone God. I think it you need to destroy God and dethrone capitalism. I'm not saying do away with capitalism. I, I get cap. I understand it. It just shouldn't be. And power, right? Money and power should not should be separate. Capitalism isn't a thing. It's it's a concept. Capitalism is just the idea that you are in control of your own produce. If you create something, you own it. You control it. You decide what to do with it. Okay, that's capitalism. Done. So so then, what am I bitching about? 
<laughs> right? Because what I'm what well, I'm talking about, what you bitch about, plenty to bitch about. There's there's a problem. I'm not saying capitalism is the problem. I'm saying that the people that you they're using capitalism. The people that use the tool that gives everybody the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Is using it to take away my is freedoms. Using it to take away the freedoms to do what the fuck you want to do. <laughs> and nobody's rising up to do jack fucking shit about it. I thought I, I was I was so hopeful during the Occupy Wall Street movement. I was hopeful. They'd have done better had they gone into these Wall Street guys' houses and you know, whatever. But what do we do about it? We ask the government to take care of it. So what does the government do? They make it law to where they can do it in a certain way with government. Well, the government they go back to their they go back to their scales and they're like, well, who's who, who's paying us the most money? <laughs> you know, you can do it with government permission. Fascist. Yeah, we're not going to give that permission. It's like the marijuana tax stamp. <laughs> sure, you can have pot. But you have to come pay taxes and you get a tax stamp. Oh, of the we don't print any problems. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nobody printed any tax stamps. Gee. <laughs> you, you, lobbyism. One big one that comes to mind, particularly this day and age. What's the big number one that you know of? Military. The, Drugs. The lobby. The, the folks lobbying the government for laws. Drug companies, the military, and military, um, uh, like, contractors type stuff. Defense contractors and and, and See, drug this companies. is why I like having a, a conversation with somebody that actually looks into shit because 90% of the people that you would ask in this country to pick one particular lobbyist that is the problem, NRA. No. No, I, I, I disagree with things the NRA has done symbolically, but I mean, but I, I just this is why I like having an actual conversation with somebody <laughs> that, that, that looks at least looks at something, not just. I know, think more people are dying from opioid overdoses. Oh, <laughs> um, so instead of us, you know, with the military is going to be kind of difficult, but pharmaceuticals. Um, and the NRA, freaking any political. Yeah. I guess uh, after that you got oil. Fucking thing, sugar, oil. Yeah, everybody does because they want conditions favorable for, for for them. Import importer exporters are another big one. Um, so let's let's just use pharmaceuticals as the example here. You know they're spending millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to fucking lobby the government for fucking rules that you may or may not like. Who gives a fuck if you do or don't? Should they be able to do that? Well, if you say yeah, then well, okay, fine. Sit down. Everything's going smoothly. If you say no, then what the fuck are you doing fucking, you know, buying aspirin, buying fucking, you know, going to your doctor and, you know, getting fucking prescriptions? Yeah, I, I hate Walmart, but I still go there because it's convenient. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I get it. I get it. So you are supporting the problem that you have but a here's, problem with. Here, here, here comes here, here comes where, and, where... And I get it. I go to Walmart, too. Here, here we have an example you know, of the marriage of, of corporate and state power. What happens, say, these businesses start to fail. The government bails them the fuck out. Too big to fail. <laughs> we don't have a democracy. It's not democratized at all. Why do we allow that to happen? 
Because we want it to be there. I, I was going to say because we don't have enough people with guns marching on the fucking, on D.C. We allow it to fucking happen. We do have enough guns. We just don't have the people fucking that's willing what, to stand guns, up against That's what I'm saying. That's we don't have people with guns. No. We have people asking for the fucking governments to take more power. Yeah, I agree. Inching ever closer to that dictatorship that you say we will never fucking have. It's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, like, I think the, the oligarchy. We already are an oligarchy. Like, aren't most governments? I mean, let me let me pull up the definition of oligarchy here, because uh, I know what it means in my head, but putting those in words are, diff- are difficult. <laughs> First thing that pops up: a country governed by an oligarchy. <laughs> Oh, all right. So it's a form of power structure where power rests with a small uh, number of people. Uh, these people may or not may be distinguished by one or several characteristics such as nobility, wealth, corporate, religious, political, or military control. So most are, but a government of the people that that pyramid should be upside down. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. There's what what six hundred and some odd people. No. And the government isn't cowering in fear of any of them. There's less than a thousand people actually in the the quote-unquote position of power, which should be freaking described as the position of service. But it is not, and that's the problem. That's why it's an oligarchy. Servants. (laughs) This is where I have a problem. These people are fucking servants, and we treat them like freaking gods. What's your cup over there? Uh, Empery. Oh, that's not good. Fuel tank runs low. Hey. Oh, yeah, we, we're always winding up coming back. It doesn't matter what you do. You're always picking a piece of what is to be fascist. If you try to, to change anything at all, about absolute freedom and liberalism. You are bumping into something that could be called fascist. Yeah. Anytime you're coming up against the individual. And I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. You know? Um, Which is why I would you know, say we, we need to just eliminate the whole lowercase fascism bullshit and put it right over there with the N-word. Come up with another word. Because <laughs> it is like, that's why I like Robert Evans fashy, you know. It, it's a, it, we need something different. It's it's like not fascist, I mean, anti individualist is is a lot of words, well, a lot of syllables. <laughs> but so many people want to come together as a collective. It's human nature to come together as a collective. Yeah, and, and especially in into like communal groups. Um, I, I, I honestly feel like we should model our societies on our predecessors' societies. And by predecessors, I mean, like, primates. Now, of course, we live in a technological world. Now, if anybody lived through the time, I would like to know if... The, the time of the primates? The, the, <laughs> the, the topic. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Over in Italy, I would like to know if, you know, actual, free, uh, any, like, freedom of expression and thought were actually taken out. I know that it would not have been accepted unless it was deemed... You weren't getting anywhere. Yeah, you probably weren't getting anywhere. No. 
Yeah, um, unless you, it was thought of as somebody up ahead of you thought it might be great and got the word up and, you know, hey, well, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, the Nazis escalated the Italian fascism for sure. I, they Dissidence was, was, was frowned upon. Not dissidence, just say, hey, what about this? It was, it was frowned upon, but I, I haven't seen anything, and I could be wrong, and it could just be the fact that I, I honestly believe that corporate fascism in America has whitewashed a lot of our ability to find information. In fact, kind of whitewashed the, the blurred the term fascism. Well, because in, in corporatism, which is the closest thing to fascism we have actually operating today, you know, you can go from the bottom up to get something heard and that may or may not if it benefits, you know, if the people up in the board of directors will think that it might help, you know, can affect the change. It's like in my corporation I work for now, you know, I have a line up to the CEO where I can, you know, express grievance. Well, you know, generally I, it, it seems and, as, and as far as it goes. they look down but. at us because we're out in the field doing the work that, you know, if you can, if I can find anything that makes our job easier, because it would make the corporation more money. Yeah, as long as it don't cost them any money. Right. Well, well, they'll spend the money if if, if it's a cost benefit thing. They'll spend all yeah, yeah, the money. Yeah, if, if it ends in the long term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you got to yeah, find out. They'll, they will if it works out for the benefit of the corporation, which you know, the nation, the state, because a group of people under the same umbrella is a state. So a corporation is a state by definition. <laughs> and now they also have the definition of a person. Yeah. So, which is why I get so angry about people blurring the line between the definition of of people and state. Oh, the, the state is the people. No, no. <laughs> a corporation has a legal term, definition of a person. A corporation thanks people, is <laughs> thanks to people like him. <laughs> corporation is the legal definition of the state. So, the state is a person. They got it and they got us, bro. <laughs> we gave it to them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I can, if I come up with an idea that you know makes the even the bottom, even us down at the bottom, can make our job easier on us, as long as it, they can see that it would increase the productivity to make the more money for the higher ups, of course, then yeah, hey, it, it can happen. So there is freedom of self-expression, self-thought to a point. <laughs> I can't go outside and talk bad about my corporation if I had anything bad to say because that would be going against corporation. There, there, There is legal laws against oh, yeah. doing that. Plenty protecting them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Rules for me and not for thee. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can't really, you can't badmouth a corporation. They they will get rid of you. Yeah, you'll get Epstein like motherfuckers. You just get fired in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> but they're... Probably been more one more or two of these uh, missing person cases. We might want to take another look at. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hoffa, Biggin. <laughs> so corporations JFK. are definitely. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't know if I agree with one particular aspect of if you, if you work at a corporation, welcome to socialism. I, yeah, I hated that. Pissed me off so bad. So bad. And I, I actually had to... I understand it because social fascism being born directly out of socialism. Yes, but it's not. It like, is. It is not, corp, being in a corporate structure is not socialism. 
That is not what so it, it, fascism <laughs> is socialism under state control, which is kind of the opposite of socialism, right? No, it is. <laughs> the, it has to be the the people, not the state, is, is where is the, the bottom up thing of socialism, right? Ludwig von Mises, 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 what the freak ever that German pronunciation is. not going to work here anymore. That's, that's what yeah. his name is. <laughs> from the uh, book of Omnipotent Government. Socialism aims at a social system based on a public ownership of the means of production. Yeah. 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 I guess that you have to break down definition of public, I, I think, at that point is where we're breaking down there. Well, even if it's the public. Yeah, you as and I. We, yeah, as we know it, the mass public. In a socialist community, all material resources are owned and operated by the state or the government. Socialism is necessarily always state socialism. Well, I thought that was what the difference between communism and socialism was. See, I'm going to learn more about this this coming week. But, yeah, my understanding of, of the communism was like um, the the meat, the all, basically all the, the meat, the production, right? Everything... All, everything that money, the production every, of it, everything, yes. Everything goes to uh, the, the how to use said resources to create said products that were needed for yeah, the. My understanding the of socialism the, is that the good of the state. it's you and I, right? Communism where it is where the state holds it. Well, the and, state holds control of the production, and and the fascism always is where holds the control is of where, the resources. <laughs> I mean, well. In, in my idea of the perfect society, you know, is is the, there aren't so much states as there are, like, communal areas, and those areas control their own resources, right? Um, so, yeah, I guess I could see that. But on a national scale, that, that you, you get, you're getting away from you and me. Well, That's whole- how Stalin starved half of, starved Ukraine. He, he took all the food that was being produced in these outlying regions and started – using those as exports so that he could build themselves into industrial society. There are people in Russia today that love Stalin, knowing he killed millions and millions and millions of his own people, right? But they did because had he not done that, they would have never got out of that. They would have never become a modern country. They would have never entered the modern world, right? Yeah, he invested. He did like all nations do. He invested into things to show it could be fucking done, so that the private sector would join in and do it. Right. So on a large scale he just, level, he just didn't that have can the means to do it without killing people. Now, had had the sex in Ukraine been responsible for their own, you know, and they had just all followed under a doctrine that was kind of made, made yet you made sure that the, the state just makes sure the doctrine's being followed, and that's it. There were they would have never become an industrialized nation. But what good did it do them? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't think the state should control like a national level state should control shit. Um, I, it, hell, even the Greek city states, I think, were better than what than fucking these national fucking state control oppression shit that we got going on. Because anytime the state's controlling shit, it's always oppression. They, <laughs> that, well, yeah, you, you mentioned that. And they were, you know, what they were true democracies, you know, people, power, uh, People, yep. And they were small the enough groups yeah. that they were able to make full democratic decisions that only affected their region. You know, democracy, state power, because the people rule. In that, in that definition, are the same. <laughs> yeah. As soon the as the state, people. as soon as the so state fascism, is separate from the people, is where I is so where fascism I is the ultimate democracy. 
That's something that that's something they tout all the time. I, in fact, in fact, there's a new guy that's yeah, called an extreme. I don't democracy. believe all of this stuff. This is yeah. Hey, we're just bringing up stuff to discuss here. I actually, so guys, through our text messages, there was a brief time this week. I was I was a little bit worried about Mike. I thought I'd accidentally red pilled him. I thought I could say, hey, bro, everybody's a little fascist. Everybody's a it just happens. And if if I'm a fascist and God made me, then God must be a little fascist himself, right? right. Speaking Speaking of fascism, and since we are all made into their God. image, we're all a little fascist. So one supporter of fascism, any time it has appeared, in every nation in which it has appeared, the hugest supporter of fascist parties has been the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church to be specific, yeah. the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the Vatican a fascist state? Um, well, they, they have a dictator. They have a dictator. They, they, a righteous dictator, right? Yeah. And they, they have, have a military. Good, hang on, so let's, let's get with the let's get with the list. I've got a fucking list here. Let's get with the list. I don't think I don't think the Vatican is on there. No, not not that list. What of what they what they actually use? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, what what fascists use here? Where where it is? There it is. There it is. Um, nationalism, the myth of the nation. Um, nationalism. Catholicism. Catholicism. Like I said, you don't have to actually be on the map nation. You know, a group of people and they're making a union form a conformation once it gets large enough. So, okay, we, we can kind of go... It's with a nation. The Vatican is a nation that has a city, but it's a nation without borders, right? Yeah. The city has borders, but the nation does not. Correct. Um, yeah, they... they you, can, you can use a loose definition of nation, but I think the idea of a myth by backing your... And boy, do they have one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So check there. Propaganda. Check. Uh, Definitely propaganda. (laughs) The most printed, well, one parts of it are the most printed Uh, in the world. And well, and if you consider also looking into like the past printings of like the Torah, so the Old Testament. So yeah, altogether, it's it's safe to say it's the most uh, distributed book in the in the world. Well, you know, the King James Bible is, you know, they they, they got a little, a, a bit of it addendum to, to what most folks know what as the most printed book. On, that's why I said most of it's the most printed. Okay, I got you, yeah. Anti-intellectualism, declaring what is true and false. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's okay now to believe in, a, in evolution according to the Vatican. <laughs> they decided now that it's okay. <laughs> um, hierarchy the belief that one person nation or race is better than another yeah Christians always say and Catholics too yeah you are going to hell you know you are whatever we, I, I, I could buy that yeah, even their, their whole, whole structure they, the hierarchies exist so Hierarchies um, exist, but they have a specific one. Yeah, straight let's, from let's the, let's divinity. Let's separate the, the the power structure hierarchy into an actual social hierarchy. There you have. This is we, we were talking you have about. Your, the, the you, have your, you have your congregants. You have your priests. You have your cardinals. Yeah, no, <laughs> that would be the the power hierarchy. So they've got in both ways. Mm-hmm. So no matter the definition you got, they got it. But yeah. I think the sense we're looking for is the social hierarchy and one person. Well, that, well that, that that follows along with the power hierarchy with the church anyhow. You know what yes. I mean? Uh, victimhood. 
Oh, absolutely. They're being persecuted right now, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. And like this, they, they all point to this one little country somewhere, like Zvakistan or some shit where Christians are being persecuted. But that's because they've been there persecuting for centuries. <laughs> and now they're being persecuted. Now, law-abiding. Not low, you know, cops and robbers law-abiding kind of stuff. Law-abiding as in, this is what we believe. Do you follow along or not? Yeah. Ten Commandments, the... Uh, the, the, the Eucharist. In, in, in fact, the <laughs> salvation, what we all kind of conceive of as law and order is based on their concept of law and order that we're looking at here. Yeah. You either follow us or, you know, you're, you're going to hell. Yeah. So, <laughs> sexual anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot change Vatican law. <laughs> How do we stop these young boys from reporting their sex abuse? <laughs> I was wondering if we were ever going to find a spot to throw that. There's it's always just just like just like an altar boy. There's always somewhere to throw a priest in. Oh, I I think I already did. Oh, yeah, one. you did. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We fucking put phone down. We 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 went on a tangent uh-huh. and got one in. Okay, <laughs> but this is the first one I actually linked to fascism itself. Oh, yeah. Okay, they definitely have the sexuality. So the sexuality anxiety here. Um, the gays are coming after their kids. I mean, actually verbatim by the examples that we're, we're using here. Um, oh, my God. The, the whole Now, maybe that's where he's, he got the whole Sodom and Gomorrah reference to uh, the, the, the city versus the urban class. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, work is a virtue. Yeah. Uh, Service to God. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, doing it for the, Lord. Uh, for the Lord. Uh, you have to look at look at their missionaries, right? Ten for ten. <laughs> every tech. Every, every single one of them. Every fucking one. <laughs> so if you want to look at a fascist regime that is not only in power, but has maintained power since before Mussolini invented it, <laughs> now we have to think was was saint peter the actual founder of so now, fascism? That now that i've got the backing of uh, what uh, 300 billion well no three three billion people um is fascist necessarily evil <laughs> well for me it's even more so <laughs> Again, I cannot side with the side that 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 sides with the right, with the Christian. I did right. not come into this thinking that uh, Christians. I only or the ideology there was anywhere near fascist, but um, about as some of the people welcome, that Mike. are way smarter than I am, um, which is where I assimilate information from, as most people should. Not just one person, because they might be wrong. <laughs> Go check out a few other books. So, so St. Peter, the Council of Nicaea is where fascism was born. <laughs> Charlemagne, the first fascist dictator. <laughs> he did it for his people so that he could have a better nation. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's how it, I, I've been saying for years that the Roman Empire didn't die. It just became the Holy Roman Church. To survive, that their their conquest of the world actually succeeded. They just had to dissolve, dissolve their state to do so. 
changed the name of the corporation. Yeah, that's something that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And every fascist leader... If you don't think that you can quite get everybody under your rule, just go ahead and branch off. if If you want to become a fascist leader, go talk to the Pope. They've all done it, and now I get it. It was to get the it was to get the fast the fascist leader <laughs> blessing. And amongst themselves, they have a pretty socialist mindset. Yeah, in their own way. I mean, it's just controlled by one. The can be say that all the gold that the fucking Vatican's built on should maybe be melted down and used to buy food for their congregants that are starving in third world countries that go to the mission. For the good of the state, though. Yeah, for the good of the Lord. <laughs> you see, it's not that I go around looking for reasons to hate Christianity. I just keep finding them. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> I was never. Now you know why I'm so upset about Christian nationalists and Marjorie Taylor Greene. (laughs) I didn't realize it before. (laughs) But this is why. Yeah, this is why. I've I've always had something against it. Yeah, I was brought up as a Southern Baptist. And, you know, you start asking questions and they shun you. You know, well, okay. Anti-intellectualism. In fact, didn't Cameron have that whole thing where he's talking about you got to circumnavigate? Circumnavigate their intellect. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Kurt Cameron. Uh, And that piece of shit that was with him with the banana thing. I can't think of his name. I've actually watched a lot of videos with him, including a debate with Christopher Hitchens, which was beautiful. It was one of the times Christopher Hitchens, I think, actually won the debate. Uh, I, 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 I can't. You know who I'm talking about. He had this whole concept that a banana was designed by God to fit perfectly in our hand. And it has this, like, you know, uh, bacteria, antibacterial seal. And the th- problem is the banana he was holding has been genetically modified for centuries by humans. <laughs> it's nothing like the original banana. <laughs> there, there is no sign of intelligent design to nature that I, can, I have been able to see. Other than uh, other than a a universal application of natural law, right? I like say evolution. It exists on a biological scale, on a cosmic scale, even in a social and a societal scale. Anything that exists within nature does seem to follow certain natural laws. Um, the biggest question I have, and it's the one thing that's kept me from being per se an atheist as so much an anti deist, is there was a transfer of time. There was some. There was a time when all that existed was inorganic matter, rock, dust, gas. All of a sudden, organic matter comes up. Once that is explained to me in a way other than a whole bunch of chemicals accidentally mixed, once that is explained to me in some clearer way, then I can become an atheist. Until then, I I can't rule out a god, but if he is there, I certainly hate him. By any definition of any gods I have looked into. How do you think the rocks and stuff before organic matter came into being? Well, the the, the Big Bang there. There there was time between there being organic matter and inorganic matter and organic matter. There wasn't any organic matter. Well, it it didn't just go bang, here's a bunch of rocks. 
Okay, well, what's your what's your thoughts? Well, it went bang. Here's a whole bunch of elements. Yeah, and they formed over time into rocks, right? Yeah, here's all the you have the periodic the, table of elements. All, <laughs> Which one of those is life? Um, this is a, an actual representation. No, but it. I know. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure you pointed out to point that out. It's it's not in right. But you order. can actually pull up a right a correct one. <laughs> yes. What which elements made life? Which elements are as, from inorganic as, as we know it or inorganic elements, chemicals and and compounds? What made life? I, I don't remember the exact chemical composition, but we do we do have record of we we do have a, a fundamental knowledge of what is needed. Now, the spark? Who knows? Yeah, that's the, the, the spark, I guess. Uh, what actually, you know, we don't know if, you know, two different chemicals came in to create a third that, you know, dissolved. After then we should be able we, to recreate it, correct? You know, who knows? Who says we haven't? We just haven't been able to observe it. Like I said, until we can answer these questions for sure, until, until we can recreate it, and once we can recreate, I guess that's what I should say, until we can recreate it, then I can't rule out that possibility. Well, I can't rule out the possibility either because just the whole snap of the Big Bang could be the whole thing to create a universe right. at the very beginning. In fact, there's and been... that was the beginning of the entire blueprint. There's and been some Christian apologists... is the tool of the creator. There's some Christian apologists that actually say that... Um, and I, I, I was even back before Christian apologists were a thing. They're, they actually say that uh, the Big Bang is exactly what you would expect if God suddenly said, let there be light, right? Yeah. The Big Bang is exactly what you would accept, expect to see. And they're right. And the, and the Hindus have a similar to this cosmic egg. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That this wavelength hit it and the egg kind of opened and that was the universe. Basically, Big Bang that a sound wave hit and caused. You, I can't now, rule my, it my, out. My thing is, is that at that moment, all matter was no and matter, matter <laughs> and antimatter at one time. Poof. It's there. Everything needed for everything that is, was, and ever will right, be. Right, 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 right there. Oh man, this is I'm so excited about this topic. So <laughs> me and Jessica that we we're doing the you know doing the Charlie Manson podcast, and there is a cult that me and you talked about it briefly, the death metal, nor uh the Norwegian death metal murders and whatnot. Yeah. All right, so they have what is called a there's it's called a theistic Satanism or anti-cosmic religion. Right? Their concept is this point in time, before the universe was created, right? When everything was in that perfect, everything's there, that before antimatter, matter, all things were there. It's chaos, basically, right? Complete, there was no form to it. They considered that the last moment of freedom that there ever was. And that by speaking into existence, the cosmos, everything fell under the order of these cosmic gods. They, they actually have this whole concept of these anti-cosmic gods. Uh, Kali is one. They pull gods from all over mythology that fit their definition of anti-cosmic. Uh, Shiva is one of them, but only Shiva the destroyer, right? And the, their, their whole concept, they worship these anti-cosmic gods in a desire to, bring, to uncreate creation, to bring everything back to that primordial ooze cesspool of a singularity when we were all one. 
Yeah, well, that's as far back as modern science can take us back anyway, is you know, a few nanoseconds after the release of all that energy. Yeah. Well, energy becomes matter. So all matter, apparently energy can become antimatter. Yeah. And so because all matter and antimatter you know, come to, into existence at that particular point in time. Matter and antimatter yeah. goes boom. This, so this is why I get excited about it. I love put themselves back There's a whole energy. religion based on undoing that. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson can explain this particular bit a whole lot better than I can. Um, no matter what you think about him and Pluto. That Pluto is actually my only disagreement with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you to get over it, and I'm telling him, fuck you. Bring back Pluto, Dick. Yeah, and why, why, why isn't it a planet? Did you I, see I, the fucking heart? <laughs> Come on. Give us back Pluto. <laughs> yeah, it's even red colored. Come it's on. Sad. <laughs> Can we talk about the it's door? It's round. <laughs> it, it orbits the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it even have satellites? It doesn't even have to technically be a planet. I just want to adopt it as one. Yeah, I mean, why not? We're all in it for acceptance. We identified it as a planet for so long, and all of a sudden now it doesn't have any planetary rights. I'm telling you. Maybe there was a working plan to, like, colonize Pluto, and they're like, well, we'll stop that. It's just not a planet now. <laughs> but, yeah, he can, he can explain that whole thing. But, yeah, all that matter came into play. And yes, the heavier elements would have normally, you know, naturally. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would you would get the the, the Rockies, you know, and then it would something heavy would grab all the other gaseous stuff, and then you have stars being born, which create more elements. And you know, it's usually the stars were the first things to create that happen instead of the rock. You know, it's just some super heavy gas or element at the core that creates all this gravitational attraction that brings everything, all these other gases and stuff, and you know amasses enough matter to ignite and then all that matter you know, becomes starts becoming energy which mixes to become different matter and you know, it spreads out and it does all that you know like galaxies and star systems and all that good stuff does um, meanwhile a small group in finland has decided we, we're against it <laughs> well, the stuff that creates organic matter being lighter Kind of yeah, it disperses out. It takes yeah. a little longer to get there. And, you know, like I said, a lot of it went into these new furnaces that are the matter generators, all these stars. Yeah. It kind of got taken apart, reconstituted back into energy and put back in together as matter again. You know? So, you know, so many times possibly life could have had a potential to exist somewhere, but a star... I actually heard a... And then spit it back out of something else. There's somebody that said, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Tyson. And then some of that matter just happened to hit a planet in the right spot. To, the, 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 know, yeah, in the, the, right the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. There's... Um, it might have been Tyson. But someone said that too, the, the universe, universe is so full of infinite space, infinite possibilities, that life existed exists simply because it was possible at some point. Like the very possibility of life is why there is life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and like that's that's some really deep like simulation theory shit. But the you know, fact that it happened against the odds that it faces, I mean, yeah, and it happened at the earliest possible time that it could have possibly fucking happened here, you know, signifies that it probably happened a whole lot more than we we think it did. Yeah. Why? I mean, 
from the time it cooled off and it wasn't an absolute inferno fireball, yeah. we had life. It was planet. somewhere else before here. So there's a door on Mars. <laughs> yeah, that definitely doesn't look like a shadow of a rock, yeah. does it? And, and I saw all the different photos they were showing me. I'm like, they're like, well, it's a, it's a dog door. Fine. They were small people. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's just a people. That's a goddamn door. Maybe it's like the shaft in the pyramids. You know, we're only seeing like a, one of those shafts. Yeah. Outgassing for the Maybe it's a ritual door like we have all over South America. Doors that go nowhere. They're ritualistic. This is a fucking door. <laughs> like you can How see. How big did they say it was? I don't remember. I, I, I do. They, they, they took a picture of a person, and for scale, you know what I mean, and put it against like, yeah, okay, so it, was, it was like knee high, you know, maybe, <laughs> whatever. So little green men. <laughs> Glorio. <laughs> but this is this is the this is the one time like I, I've always been like a a Mars face guy. Like, yeah, that's a face. I don't care what they say. This is one of those things where we're like, God damn it, that's a door. You can see where there's like natural rock formation. And then you can see a straight line where they started to like chisel it flat, where they made it a flat surface, a wall, a door. Like it, it's carved out of rock, but it reminds me of uh, those Petra, like in Turkey and whatnot. The fucking thing. Yeah, I'd like to see a close up. I really would like to see a close up of that. That, that would be mind blowing. It's hard for me to imagine any rock would have broken off, fell over, and then got buried in a specific way to make that look as door-like as it does. It's too door-like. I cannot, however, say that it isn't. I'm just saying it don't look like uh, yeah. it's natural. Yeah, I, 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 I see, I don't call myself a door expert, but I've seen a lot of doors in my life. Yeah, nature by <laughs> default does not do straight lines, but you can go out in nature and find straight lines. Right, if this was a straight line of smooth rock by itself, uh, yeah, okay. But Shit it's happens. a straight line of smooth rock. It just happens to be in a particular alignment to make it be door-like. Yes. Exactly. And, the, and the inside is still smooth, right? It isn't like it goes back to rocky. It's only smooth in that spot. No, it's smooth from there on, bud. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, life existed elsewhere. So. <laughs> All this because we just discovered that you know, most religious groups seem to be fascist. Yeah, and, you know, is the universe fascist? Maybe that's why it seems to be the default. <laughs> but on a side note, that is, if, if science is, you know, objective truth and objective science is true, and we did originate from the Big Bang, then the universe, you know, by our known definition, cannot be. It has expanded to a point, and then it is still expanded, but outside of that, there would be what? So what is the new definition of the universe? Does it include what we haven't expanded into yet? You know, the primordial soup of the multiverse, so to speak. Yeah. Fluid space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Which so, might be what gave me the subconscious thought about you know the way I, I think our multiverse would be and how we, we did. You know, basically, a soup of every known element of, in every known existence where it just some happened to come together around some super heavy element and then it gathered enough to actually somebody explained it to me as a pocket in this. Somebody explained it to me as like the bubbles on bubble bath. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's that's what's happened. 
Like the bath, the bath water is this primordial soup that all these universes but it's keep springing bu- out of. But it's bubble bath that hasn't been agitated yet. Think, think of this: you, you just you get, you get you a really thick, uh, soapy, watery mix, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just no soap. oxygen is mixed with it. Nothing, nothing is disturbing you yet. And then you take this one little, you take a stone or something, take an object and throw into it. Yeah, the bubble and starts. All of a sudden, you, you start getting some bubble bubbling effect. And as those bubbles pop, it creates more bubbles because you're agitating the, the soup. From the inside, yeah. Um, and if you get in there and you actually agitate the fuck out of it, you get a whole lot of it. You know, that's a, that's a little bit of a... Oversimplification. Because, but oversimplification, yeah, because what, what you're we talking have about something so here, complex, we really can't comprehend. You can't it. comprehend. <laughs> you have this to is just me it. trying to basically simplify something that can't be simplified, honestly. Um, but you, having the organisms, you know, the, the components, not organisms, of whatever the metaverse is constructed of coming together to form under such pressure that the energy is created from the mass of matter, that it explodes a pocket inside of us. It's like putting a firecracker in that particular uh, primordial soup. Yeah. You've got something in there. Now, it isn't massive in creating the gravitational force, but you've already got that mass there that explodes in an energy. Um, It's the best analogy I can conceive at the time. And it creates that big giant bubble now, because everything else is a viscous, kind of because it's a lot of matter, that bubble can kind of stay there. And as long as that force is in there, it will continue to expand. Yeah. Now, without that force being, you know, this is where I, I, I expand on the, 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 the big bang. is I, I go with more of the uh, re- repetitive bang theory. It's just been echoing, kind of? Yeah, that we out here are just uh, the, the outside remnants of it. And all the, the energy that drives the bang is still going on. We're just in between bangs, which is why we haven't seen evidence of a repeat yet, because it just hasn't repeated. Yeah. You know, it, and, it, it's yeah. a, a 50 billion you know, year thing, you know, and we've only been around for 14. It, it happened 14 billion years ago. And we've only been watching for about 3 million. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, we, we've got radio evidence of the yeah, last yeah, yeah, bang, yeah. you know, the static, you know, signature of the universe. So, I mean, we're fairly confident that that's what that is. You know, like I said, do we absolutely know? Yeah, the no. Hindus called it Aum. <laughs> then we find, then we found it. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, and, you know, the universe is expanding. Well, maybe somewhere if we find that center of the universe, if we can ever get there and actually send instruments to make, take measurements, maybe we'll be finding some super heavy elements that aren't on our periodic table that are amassing into a big giant fucking black hole that will at some point in time ignite and explode and shoot out a lot more energy to push out a further expansion. Hmm. Well, this has gone far off of fascism. Well, we, 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 unless the universe is fascist. Again, it, I mean... Like I say, we, we, it's a tangent that came from fascism. Yes, folks, this is why you tune in. These are the discussions you really want yeah. to hear. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the show description, the rabbit holes are <laughs> many. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, 
Stop calling things fascist that aren't fascist. Uh, start calling things that are fascist fascist. Find fascism wherever you can and root it out. And maybe fix it if it's fixable. Sure. But as it, as it is, as it, uh, you know, it's, it's insidious because of the people who run it. Yeah, this is definitely one of those situations that uh, glass people in glass houses shouldn't touch toys. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely I mean, not. If you go by every single definition I have been able to amass from people that are way smarter than I in these particular topics, this is how I, I bounce back a second for the education thing. This is how I think our education system should run. Is that we should amass all the knowledge that we have like maybe a computer and make halls of computers to where people can actually go let's call them universities to where people can sit down at a computer and you know learn about whatever freaking topic they happen to be interested that day I, I, I agree um, so basically well, who, who has access to this though Oh, so socializing education. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Everybody's like, a little Rush fascist. Limbaugh is freaking the fuck out right now. <laughs> Everybody's a little fascist. Little fascist angel just lost their wings. <laughs> Everybody's a little socialist. <laughs> you teach kids how to be human beings, and then when they're not kids anymore and they want to do something besides whatever the hell their parents tell them to, let's pull out our phones, let's go to the universities, if you want to actually check out important books, and just drive up there, you know, actually open up a book and see the words themselves. If you sure. don't the pages on the internet, go and look at the book itself. You know, we have copies of these books for now. Yeah, I, I ain't burn them all yet. Yeah, I didn't go to a single university, and I sat here and listen to so many like college lectures and debates. I love watching debates where the religious debates, like I like watching intellectual debates, not politician debates. Those, those suck. <laughs> we're showing now that you know, right here in society that we can completely restructure every fucking thing. And we don't have to actually take one of these fascists or socialists or communists or dictatorship or no, whatever, no. whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it routes. We can still be, you can take you can take a car that that's broken down and take the good parts from it and put it in a better car, <laughs> you know, and that's and that, that that's where you were talking about with nationalism and all that. You can take the the good concepts, but you if have to the, fix if what's the broken. It has to invest into things. Well, getting information from one place to another, they can do that under the guise of fucking whatever damn. Uh, uh, surveillance or whatever they want to do. It's fine. Just just get it to where everybody can get access to the information. I'm, I'm all for whatever other purpose you want to use for it. Because if we get the information, we'll be armed enough to come up with different ideas. That's what I've been saying. They, they're they doing it anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> just let everybody, just democratize it. Every, I mean, everybody's got a, a cell phone. So you, every, everybody, you know, unless you live in some, some places, they haven't put a cell tower up just yet. You've got access. I mean, I live in a place where the cell is yeah. the only fucking internet I've got. And they actually, I think it was Musk that was talking about putting these little like oh, yeah. balloons that, and then all these corporate interests are like, no, 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 well, then who's going to pay for internet? Yeah, it's why we don't have wireless electricity because fucking, uh, what's his face? Fucking yeah. JP Morgan's like, oh, who's going to pay for power? Well, I, mean, I don't know if I'd want wireless electricity anyway. Well, I mean, why not? 
I'm not exactly sure how you know, me walking around in a supercharged electric field. Ever is going ever to, ever see know. the the photos of Tesla chilling in fucking his little field generator reading books? Yeah, I'm I'm more on. I don't understand how he did it. Study before we start doing things. Uh, well, that's affect you had it not been had it not been stopped because of the profit motive, and been continued to be studied for the. Human well, motive. Just because he sat beside it for fucking 20 minutes does not mean that you know, it didn't give him fucking cancer that would have killed him in another fucking 20. No, he, well, he, he actually lived a pretty long life. Um, a destitute one. where it should, he, And he said, though, uh, that I, I do not work for the present. You know, uh, the, the future has always been mine. And he's right. There's so much of the stuff that, so, like... yeah, he, he, he did get a lot through it. Yeah, I, I give him credit for, you know, all that. Good. And how I'm much further saying, would we have been had J.P. Morgan been like, well, I can't charge anybody for electricity. We could have worked out all the kinks. But the, the, they're so concerned about the goddamn profit motive. <laughs> we're still going to have to pay for electricity because it still have to get done. Well, that, that breaks down we into... still got to generate the electricity to send over all these damn towers. Well, yeah, Sure. And whoever controls the technology, that's going to charge for it. I mean, look at it right now, dude. All we're doing is shoveling coal into a fucking fire or letting water fall downhill. <laughs> How much are we having to fucking pay for electricity? Well, because they got to build the dam. They got to maintain the wires. They got to send people out there in the damn trucks to, to, to hook up services. I mean, there, there's a lot of people and a lot of money getting well, thrown around to do it. Yeah, somebody's getting rich. but Well, I'm not saying... I'm, that, that's, where, that's where the government should... Like help out, right? That is, you're not helping the corporate interest; you're helping infrastructure. Now, the, now you do have corporations that take over infrastructure means, and that's fucked up. But well, they do. The government, you know, funded the entire interstate system. Yeah. Until after it was built, and then I think it was for a number of years afterwards, it was government controlled, and then if a lot of it fell into the, uh, in the private state. hands. Of the state, and then <laughs> they and the state it down. contracts it out to, to privateers, and like it should work. Yeah. Well, it's the state still has you know the state has government works the DOT that goes and does a lot of work, but for the large scale stuff, you know the, yeah, the DOT for some reason doesn't have the fucking resources to do it. Because they send it out to, to private jobs. contractors because we had to create jobs. The jobs are already there. They just created more businesses that had those jobs. There was no reason that the DOT couldn't have created all the jobs that went to these private companies. They could have done it themselves. Oh, well, some company's going to have to hire 100 people. Why don't you hire 100 people? You could act, maybe train you got to raise taxes if you do that. The government... They is, already tax us to death. Well, that, my whole thing is that the government is supposed to invest into the future. Just like we do, we do, we did with this, uh, the postal. Postal service used to be completely federal. I, I get what you're saying. Now the postal is back It's a government contracted program, but well, postal employees are still federal employees. Like if you kill a, a post office guy, it's a federal crime. Yeah, it is, and 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 like, like it, it's, 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 still, it's still a contracted deal. <clears throat> it, it's not exactly the government. But we also have private organizations that are now yeah. delivering mail. FedEx, Amazon, what have you. Right. So, and space program. Government invested billions in getting out into space and doing it again. Well, because they're not stopping competition, though, right? And that, that should be a good thing. Then you look at... Well, it's not to stop the competition. It's to find out if anything is worth putting money into. 
Oh, that's what and as, as soon as we did, now we got corporations coming in there that are going to be creating new industries, which create new fucking jobs, which create new taxpayers, which the government gets more money out. Of. Well, look at that's what the government is supposed to. The do. government built the infrastructure, right? Since we were using infrastructure as an example, the corporations took it over, right? We've we've agreed to this point. Why is our infrastructure crumbling? I'm not saying that these things aren't happening, or maybe it's not even a good idea here and there. I'm just saying it's not working. You know, there's mismanagement of money, and the government's trying to throw money in too many different ways, and we don't have the money to throw it where it needs to go faster. Or we, we, we ain't throwing money where it should belong. You know, we're throwing money into shit we shouldn't. Drug wars, foreign wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many this year in you know, the war on drugs? You know, how many this year in you know, sending money over to Ukraine? Yeah. That money yeah, should be sent over, spent here to make our country. We got to clean up our own house first. But no, that's nationalism. That's nationalism. No, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> not when you're falling apart. <laughs> I mean, you know, the fascists hated fucking uh, Roosevelt. Hated Roosevelt. I love him. <laughs> like yeah, he did some fucked up. He wasn't a perfect person. He did fucked up shit. They all did, yeah, but he did more for that you. Shit's and- racist, bro. <laughs> the what? If we wanted to not spend money in Ukraine and spend it here on our roads, not only would we be racist, we would be cruel, fucking hearted because we're not supporting Ukraine. Yeah, yeah and what uh, the hell? Yeah, we can't we, clean up our own house and keep our own shit going. Exactly. What the fuck do we give a fuck about? A, a what, what are we supposed to now? Do? I wish them the best and all that, but it's not our war. It's not it's our not. Money. It's not. And you know, we can't be bitching at Russia. For doing shit that we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we, I, I, I kind of think that I, I like the idea of like the whole standing army in peacetime shouldn't be a thing. We should have a defensive army, you know, a defensive military, and that should be it. I, know, I don't know what Ukraine's gun laws were, but if they had more guns before the, you know, maybe Russia. I, I don't know either. I, I don't. Well, then again, you got to think Russia, they had the same attitude in World War One. We got all the bodies in the world to throw at it. You know what I mean? We got empty spaces bigger than your whole country. But again, military and all that shit, and you're a fascist. Like breaking, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm for bringing the military back on, not using it on the people, just to keep but us just, safe. Yeah, the whole, the whole, Quit I, the spending whole money and shit that we're throwing it. You're just throwing it away, and the only reason to do it is to feed a fucking is to feed the war machine. Now that fascist, fuck yes, it is. <laughs> So is the fucking uh, the now, having a military might that you can protect yourself with, not fascist. Having a military might that you go and use for nefarious means, fascist. and not even for nefarious means, just to throw bodies at so you can keep making money on it. You know, it's the same with the fucking criminal justice fucking shit with the private well, prisons. That and probably corporatism sneaking in over there, which fascism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, the prison industrial complex. It was built on the drug war. Reagan even told us he was going to do it, or maybe it was Bush. There's not enough prisons, we'll Bush. build them. It was Bush, yeah. You know, it even told him that they were going to do it. We sat there and listened to him say, we are handing over the criminal justice system to private corporations <laughs> because of this. And it, it's worked. It's worked. And they fucking made it so where people, once they're in those situations, they can just keep funneling them back and forth. And you have your people who escape, it's, it's possible. But they, they, they stack the cards against it. Yeah, and that brings up a whole other thing with the prison system. Which is fascist. <laughs> you want to see fascism, you want to, see, you want, you want to live under a fascist rule, even a, a socialist rule, a, like a, a, a bad socialism. Go to the military or go to prison. I've been to both. They're pretty fucking similar. 
Just one, you know. You're, you're I, don't, I, I can't put I can't put prison in it because in prison you have no purpose. You're you're just you just exist. What was our What was our soldiers' purposes that died in Vietnam? Well, so or Afghanistan. They had a supposed purpose. You know, you it, it doesn't matter if the, it's the myth. In okay. prison, you've got no myth. You, you've got nothing to follow. You've got no hope. You've got no future. You've got no nothing. You just exist. Yeah. There is no ideology in prison except survival. I, I, I was talking about the way they, the, the way their their system feet takes care of the the people inside it, not so much their purpose outside of like the purpose of the military is you know defending freedom or whatever. Tribalism with a hint of capitalism. Capitalism thrives everywhere. <laughs> you, can't, you can't kill capitalism, bro. It's like dandelions. Everybody wants a few in their yard. <laughs> you can't kill. Yeah, 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 I ran, I ran tongue tables. Pure capitalism, bro. Yeah. yeah well, those, those are because my trade tokens were fucking dunking it were donut sticks and fucking potato chips, bro. And, I mean, and what happened if you got caught <laughs> with these trade tokens or these tongue tables? No, the talk show, it was fine. I had, I had, I had uh, you know. Oh, you, had, you were had, locked up at a different time than me. If I, you were I running a poker table and you have, like, things that are being used to, say, gambling chips, shit like that, even down to the, the amount of fucking stuff you're allowed to have, they you, you'll you go to the fucking hole. you get charged with gambling and fucking, yeah, they, you'll go to the hole. If you there, if you even try to create. Oh, the number of times I went down for extortion, bro. If you even try to create was in uh, any bartering in prison. And you've been to prison. You can't get. From your bunk to the fucking bathroom without bartering, <laughs> right? But bartering, you'll go, you you'll go to the hole hey, for bro, bartering. I know you want a shower, man. Can so I get, any can type, of any type of any type of creating an alternate economy within inside the prison with what the prison it, is structured. Yeah, there, there is, is no structure of prison. Everything that evolved in it, you know, prison itself has no structure. It's it's mere existence. It, well, it's it's warehousing human beings. Yeah, um, <laughs> which. I mean, come on, folks. I, I I know forced labor is looked upon, you know. They, they do it in prison. Uh, not forced as much. I, I, I had it's options. Not forced. It's not forced. It's, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's voluntary. Well, in I mean, some, though. Now, you go to, say, um, yeah, what it, was it, it, Arizona, where fucking Joe Arapio and his fucking piece of shit passed his fuck, uh, where they had the, the tent cities and everybody wearing pink and shit like that. Out in the fucking desert for prison. That was forced labor. They were doing forced labor on highways, all kinds of shit. That was in hell past ten years or so. Joe Arpaio, Arpaio, Arpaio. I know you've seen it. They did a whole Inside Edition thing. There, they're like people. There was people there for one fucking joint, right? And they're on this chain gang in the fucking desert. They sleep in the desert. They have these tents in the desert. I remember, but I don't, I'd have to look more deeply. Right. Well, the whole state has this. So yeah, that that forced labor. If you're at, if you don't have well, a medical I, I reason, make a, I make a distinction between force and coercion. Yeah, if you don't have a medical thing, you are going to work. Like you are, you are going out there and fucking digging ditches. And you know, I, I can almost see where a state would try to flex the law and say we're going to be able to do it. And, you know, because I think there should be a limitation on it. Because yeah, it's a slippery slope to just locking people up for slave labor. Yeah. It is, but I do not see you know hard labor as being a form of actual slavery for folks that are actual criminals. Now, 
We all know on my, my, we, all, we all know my definition of what a criminal is is a lot lot more lax than what the public definition of criminal is. Yeah, you, know, you don't have a fucking victim. We don't have a crime, folks. That, that's that's basically my opinion here. Is if you don't have a victim, you have no crime. Yeah. Um, if I ain't hurting nobody, I got a right to do whatever the fuck I want to, and I ain't breaking, breaking no law in my I, eyes. I, I agree. I agree. But because we, you have people that are there for. Yeah, we have people that are there because they want to smoke a fucking joint. Yeah, and now they're now they're trapped in a slave labor system. Right. Where they're where like the recidivism rate is so high, right? And it's because there's going to once you've been in prison, it fucks your life up. It does. And it's so well, easy. It's, my it's, life was it, ten years right after. I got it's out so of hard. It's so hard to not go back to doing the same shit. Yeah, I you know? went back once. <laughs> it's so hard, man. And that that's not right, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, it's extremely difficult. I get it, and I just because I climbed through it doesn't mean I got I got the right to say everybody has the ability to do so. You do, but it's it's anecdotal to from my perspective of the what I got handed to me and what I will experience. Yeah. I also had so I, I, I also had like a when I got out I had a better support base than a lot of people who get out. It, it has it changed. It has changed some for the better. Um, but the actual reform of our criminal system needs to change before we can ever think about using criminals as labor force. But I agree with the fact that we should actually use criminals as a labor force. But we got to fucking redefine what a criminal actually is before we ever think yeah. about taking that step. Um, <laughs> You know, somebody goes around, you know, blows up fucking buildings for the fun of it, you know, you know, sits in a rooftop and shoots fucking people and, and you know, doesn't chicken out and kill themselves. You know, we, we should have, he gave away his rights. He gave away his fucking human rights as far as I'm concerned. You know, he's taking away the human rights of others. You know, you've given up yours as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I said that, that crosses a line. To it, it, it's, it's something I have to, like I said, I just had to sit there and think about the that for a second. The crime to me, though, if you've taken the humanity away from somebody else, I've got, you know, I've got yeah, you, no reason yeah, to I treat you with a, a shred of human decency. You know, now, if you have not, you know, threatened or taken somebody else's humanity away from them, then you just still deserve that respect. You know, it doesn't matter how much shit you stole. <laughs> you're still a fucking human. You did some fucked up shit, but you're still a human. And nobody died. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm still going to put you to work, but you know we're not going to put you in the fucking that, coal mines. Yeah. You're probably going to get killed. I, I would even go week. so far as like as long as a a, a person's person, you know what I mean, like their their physical person, that that draws a whole different line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Affect like crimes against property. There are victims. You know what I mean. Like I had victims, but I didn't affect their person. Right. You know what I mean. No, they, to use you as a customer, as a uh, customer, uh, yeah, yeah, not a customer, uh, um, a civil uh, servant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I should have been put into some sort of something like that. Right, uh, some a civil restitution. Yeah, you community know? service was more valuable than my prison time. Right, exactly. For those criminals, that type of you know, let's call it servitude. Well, Call it what it is. I'm not really a danger to the public. Right. But, you know, you have a debt to repay to society that you obviously, you know, we can't put a monetary value on most of this stuff. Well, you know, some of it you can. <laughs> um, so if you put a monetary value on it, then, you know, time is worth X amount of dollars. So you're working X amount of dollars. Then, then again, you work at, I would, I would be working as a slave the rest of my life. <laughs> like you're looking at a quarter million dollars <laughs> that's a lot of hard labor i'd never i'd, I'd be right back in prison <laughs> vagrancy <laughs> it's got to put in, 
you didn't quite value it the same as everybody else did. <laughs> because you damn sure weren't walking around with a quarter of a million dollars. No. Fuck no. And, and that's the thing. They like, they, they're like, oh, they got like $10,000 worth of, like, no, no. Now, on a weekend, we would get about $10,000 each, but we'd hit like four or five preachers. You know, we're not getting, we're not walking out of one house with $100, like $20,000 worth of stuff. No. No, that's just insurance shit. <laughs> all in all, I would say I, I probably am responsible for about fifty grand. <laughs> you know, yeah, you take away somebody's life livelihoods. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you're hard labor for. Yeah, you for, raped somebody or something like that. You've murdered somebody. Yeah, you still get the the, the term. You know, you know, ten years, twenty years, what the fuck ever the the term is, but you know. You're not going to be a drain on society. Your ass is going to be out there following that fucking tractor putting the fucking tobacco in the damn ground. You're going to be out there picking whatever the fuck throat needs to be picked. You're going to be out there busting whatever rocks need to be busted. Yeah. You're going to be on the damn, you know, the the the, the federal DOT. Yeah, look at the work history. What a ditch. What, instead what, of the what kind of jobs have you held? Oh, you've done bricklaying, you've done roofing. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the heck we, we can find that you have any kind of you know, aptitude for, you're going to be doing it. To pay back your debt to society. And if you take somebody's life, you can't repay that. So that's the rest of your life. You, you took somebody's life, you, know, yeah. you forfeit yours. You know, that, that's my hardcore stance on it. You know, that's crime against humanity. You, know, you have no humanity if you do that to me. Fair enough. So, yeah, I, I do believe in forced labor. I don't believe in slavery. Even though I, I get it that forced servitude is, you know, by definition, you know, very, very close to slavery. And once you start defining what counts as a person and what doesn't, <laughs> you, you, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's, 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 it's dangerous so, waters. Yeah, I, I try to tend to keep a conservative stance on language and use the definitions that we already have established for you know, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, usually. I get it. The language evolves, and I'm fine with that, but let's, let's not try to do that shit overnight. <laughs> Agreed. Slow down. Slow <laughs> down. <laughs> Some of us need time to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, again, back, back to the main topic, folks. Yeah, like I said, you know, calm down on who the hell you're calling a fascist. Yeah, and don't it, be a fascist. And, and <laughs> definitely stop calling it a right-wing movement. It was born from the left, from the person who brought it to bear himself. Yeah, it's it, it, it's not necessarily right or left. Fascism is something that can jump sides. See, now here's the here's here's the question that I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll have to I look into it over this next week for our final talk on them. But um, is it so much that it was right that it's right wing, or has the right wing been adopted to fit some of the parameters? Well, right, has it been hijacked? Okay, well, let's call. You know, the, the common thread that I found kind of, well, not even liberalism is in the center. Um, it spans the whole entire center. Yeah. Um, but, you know, liberalism usually far, you know, can go extreme right all the way to libertarianism, which surprisingly is about as right wing as you can get to most freaking political spectrums without actually falling into a dictatorship, which is exactly <laughs> the opposite. Of I what know, it's so weird. We, we got to break the spectrum. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this one video that said, I didn't watch the stupid fucking thing. Yeah, to me, libertarianism is kind of right in the fucking middle. You know, from my own, you know, adaptation of Yeah, it. to me, I mean, 
libertarianism to me is very similar to like what I to social anarchism. You know what I mean? Not not the whole anarchy of everybody running the streets and burning shit down, but like actual structured anarchy. Yeah, minimal government to control the, do- yeah. the direction Com- of the whole. Yeah, basically community government, <laughs> not not central government, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and and yeah, both to me it's very similar. And that and anarchism, anarchists are considered like extreme far left. Right. And but they're so similar. They're extreme liberals. <laughs> so are libertarians. Yeah, everybody who tries to say, well, you're more conservative than you have. They What they describe to me is usually libertarianism. I'm like, okay, if that's conservative value, but I'm I'm, fir- I, I'm firmly an anarchist. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> well, I see myself as a libertarian because you know, I believe in personal liberty, individual freedoms, which puts me as a, a liberal, which kind of covers the what I would think would be the middle of the spectrum because you can find some liberal conservatives, you can find some liberal progressives. And when you get to the extremes of either side, you, you get right straight into dictatorship. I mean, the, right on the other side of, of yeah, conservatism, there's, there's no, you have there's, yeah, there's no way. And they, they, they put the same with anarchists. It's and like you you're right there next the to dictators. Side, it's like, no, right on the other side of progressives, how? you get extreme socialism and communism and you're right straight to a dictatorship. Yeah, it's like, but that's, no. I think dictatorship should be the center, <laughs> and where you fall on either side of that should probably be the spectrum, right? Well, <laughs> Aut- I, autocracy? I, I think balance is the center, and balance keeps you away from dictatorship, from either side or, or the other. And liberalism would be the glue that kind of binds both sides together. You know, if you believe in individual freedom in any sense, you are, by definition, a liberal. It, it's not a bad word. As I drink my coffee cup of liberal tears, it it should be (laughs) one of the best compliments that you could possibly get. Yeah, in in my so call me a libtard. That means I'm a liberal when I thought about it. Now I do (laughs) do lean more toward the conservative side because you know I I think that we should take our time with, with evolving our ideals and changing what we hold fast at the time. I don't, uh, we should always look at our motives. Jumping, right? don't jump, don't look. Look before you leave. Yeah, we should always yeah. examine your motives on both ends of it, right? Yeah, you should examine your motives for wanting change, and you should examine your motives for resisting change. And if you find that your motives for resisting change are less libertarian than the change that's coming, you, it, it's simple, right? Yeah. It should be, and that's fine. And to me, the progressive side, they, they do a whole lot of leaping before they look. They, they should also, like, wait, what are we doing? What will be the outcome? And that would put them more toward the conservative side, which I would more agree with. So anybody that's into libertarian or, like I said, a, a, a true liberal, a classic liberal, you know, I would find myself having to agree with more than I would disagree with. You know, Neoliberalism, I'm I'm kind of conflicted on, um, because they they're 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 fighting for the individual rights of another group, and I applaud that. But then again, they're forcing the belief of that other group onto other people, and I don't applaud that. But you see why though. I get it. I yeah. do. Yeah, I understand. Like yeah. I, said, I, I, see, I, I understand why fascism was uh, 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 kind of something that people wanted to fall behind. I see why nationalism is something people want to fall behind. And I, I can see where it goes horribly wrong. Yeah, Just like I can see why I, I support the liberal ideals that these people deserve their individual freedoms. 
I cannot support forcing the idea that they have those freedoms on everybody else. <laughs> they should have them, but the bigot's free to be a bigot. Until their freedom until approaches they, another. Until they actually cross that line, yes. You know, just to, for a, a crude analogy, your your right to swing your arms, you know, ends yeah, yeah. at my at, at my chin. As, as um, should your right to pass policies, right? Should end. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't force that bigot to be acceptant of the trans any more than I can convince the trans not to be trans. I, I can't do it. No, but you I just have to make sure they have the same the, the same amount of rights. They have their individual right. The bigot has the right to be a bigot. The trans has the right to be a trans. Yeah. And to have the human freedoms that come along with being a fucking human being. There's nothing that I can find that actually holds that back, except for the bigot's ideals. Right, but these bigots are pushing their ideals into policy. Is, is, is where the problem And it's, it's working on both sides. They're pushing their ideals into policy. One side is trying to restrict another's freedoms, though, another's liberty. The other just wants theirs declared. <laughs> I, can, I, I mean, you get where I'm going with that? I, 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 I get the ideal behind that, that forces behind it. Because, um, yes, you do have people that are pushing policy that limit other people. But some of those limits are actually justifiable. Very damn few. <laughs> Very few. Very damn few. But that does give a foundation for people to build on other things. I like bathroom issue. It was an issue. It never, become, it never become an issue until somebody decided, yeah, I got the right to do it. Well, you who are already doing it. I never it even heard it. Exactly. Until, until the law was passed against it. Exactly. And, <laughs> nobody cared until some... Even when you had perverts <laughs> dressing up as a girl to put a mirror on their fucking shoe to put their shoe on, it was never a fucking problem until somebody yeah. decided to make it an issue. Yeah, they... They, they made, say that they had a right to do it. You know, of course you did. You were a human. You could go in goddamn where you fucking And nobody cared, right? It was a social construct that stopped you from going into the fucking bathroom that is assigned to your gender. Nobody, that's not nobody a law. Was, yeah. That's not a right. I don't have a right to go in a male's bathroom any more than a fucking woman does. It's a social <laughs> I've actually idea. been in places where they've just like kind of, they've, they've got rid of that and they're just bathrooms and they all have stalls. That eliminates the question. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Which, um, the to question, me, that was a simpler answer. The, the problem never came about until the question was posed. Yeah, That's I agree. Right. You had the right to go into whatever fucking bathroom well, you see, wanted. That, then it comes into, I, I don't know. With it's the, when the fight came with up. With HB2, I don't know what happened first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if the law got passed because of some sort of like hard conservative fucking thing and then they got all the pushback because I didn't hear anything about it personally. Until the HB2 bill. Well, that's, I have to say, it is a matter of perspective. I can't speak from fact on that myself. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened first. I don't know what spurned HB2. I, I, I suspect that it was, it, it was just Christian nationalists being who they are. <laughs> it could have spurred from you know one of those perverts. It could have spurred that with the shoe on the, the mirror on the shoe part, or, or even the, just the not, fear of not, it, like, not the, like the razor blade yeah. and the candy. Just the fear of it. Yeah, just the fear of it. Yeah, Never but, actually happened, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, when, when trans became popular enough to actually get in the public eye, it became a question. And, and they're like, well, we, we got to stop it or go to the bathroom. That could have definitely been. Yeah, it could have been from one of the, like I said, again, to clarify the perverts with the mirror on the shoe, not the trans. You know, they're not perverts. They're just folks. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but a pervert doesn't care what the law says. Right. <laughs> a pervert's still going to go in there regardless of laws. Kind of, you know, laws are useless, really. <laughs> So somebody, you know, what, a law? I mean, just I, because yeah. you say I can't do it means I can't do it. Yeah, well, short, I got freedom. I can do whatever short, the fuck I you want. Know, keeping our, our, our liberalist idea as far as, you know, in yeah, personal the economy. Consequence if I get caught, okay. A law, should, a law should only, basically laws should be put in place to restrict the state. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's well, it. Well, to, to set a code of conduct and, a, and it's the consequences of, so, you know, they follow the code sure, of conduct. Sure. I get that. But you know, we've taken a society to the point where we think law uh, having a law is a a, pro, a, a a solution to a problem. You know, no. Never, never. Society is a solution to the fucking problem. If you don't like to something, don't fucking participate. Like so many things are yeah. not a problem until they make it one. Like like uh, prohibition. Mob, the mob want a problem until they could move alcohol because somebody decided to make something illegal. <laughs> Anybody that has a problem with trans people, hey, you, you don't. Don't be tra- don't become a trans person. Yeah. Right? <laughs> don't go out of your way to become a trans person. Then you can't be part of your so-called fucking problem. That isn't really a fucking problem. You see it as a problem. Don't participate in it. That's how you solve yeah. problems. Yeah, and I, <laughs> dude, I've read the Bible front and back. If, if you don't want to be a bigot, <laughs> don't associate with yeah. bigots. No. Don't be a bigot. Bigotry will disappear if we all stop being bigots. Yeah, yeah. You're well, not you're not supposed to go around just, you know, changing everybody who ain't like you. We will be who we were saying meant to be if we just let people be. Right? <laughs> doesn't Agreed. matter what the fuck they are. doesn't matter what the fuck they think. Stop letting other people's fucking opinions control you. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that important. <laughs> their idea of their fucking hatred for whatever you are is no more important than whatever you are to them. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck all of us. None of us are that fucking important. No, agreed. We're not that fucking interesting, people. <laughs> we kind of suck. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we're at three hours. Oh my god, three hours of fascism, boy, <laughs> and a little bit of other you know, tangents from to fascism. What? Who? Fascism <laughs> and uh, you know, on the cosmological scale for us, how uh, you know, we're, if you if you broke down the entire span of mankind into you know what ten year period. We've been talking for about as long as fascism has been a thing. <laughs> uh, except for with the Catholic Church. Again, yeah, was St. Peter the first fascist? <laughs> it would almost have to be. I mean, the whole, the whole religious organization is built upon the whole, every single aspect every one of what of is commonly known to be They were fascist, fascist before it was a thing. They're the OG. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, guys, um, Next week we'll be talking about the uh, we'll be talking about socialism because um, that's another one that gets thrown around a lot that people don't understand. It, hell, it's it's confusing even of itself. It's divided so much. Um, it, yeah, it, we'll we'll definitely have to. Uh, and there's so many flavors of it. Has of it. now de- developed into two separate it's distinct like, yeah. types. Socialism, socialism is like Baskin Robbins, man. There's all these flavors. Well, there's two distinct ones. Yeah, now it has it has definitely gone through some evolutions, and you know, everybody says it hasn't been tried right yet. 
And, you know, there's been a lot of people that have changed one little tiny thing and tried it and then they changed something else and they tried it and they changed something else and they tried it and it hasn't quite worked out yet for whatever reasons. Um, we'll go it, into it, those. It was <laughs> at one time the most popular political you know, structure in Europe. So we'll have to find out what happened there. Make sure we pay attention into that because you know it was spreading and it was making popular gains, but something happened. Yeah, socialism. What's right? What's wrong? <laughs> and who was socialist and who is socialist and where can we get with socialism? I saw a meme that was... Uh, like I said, folks, I, I am socialist in my own home. I'm socialist as a motherfucker. I am... To the core, socialist. I I wish the whole whole world society could be. I just realized that it can't without having to go one of these other. I saw a uh, I saw a meme and, like, and it was uh, it was talking about it had a picture before it was like uh, DeSantis and Florida saying saying something about how socialism is bad, and then it had a picture of like Florida after Hurricane Ian, and then it had a uh, Dave Chappelle and his Tyrone Biggum's crackhead thing. Y'all got any more of that socialism? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to get into it. Um, not DeSantis, uh, socialism. And uh, yeah, so tune in next week for that. Um, Don't forget, folks, we got the new things going on on our Patreon. If you want to get early access to see anything like that, that uh, for our um, yeah, yeah. Skeeter's Bar Talk. Yeah, we're getting out, when we get off of here, we're going to do our dice roll and we'll find a episode or special or movie of South Park. And then we're going to do a, uh, a talk about it because basically uh, the subtext about what the episode's about. Um, It'll only be on Patreon until we find something else to take its place and then we'll uh, put it in the syndication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still think after we get a few Skeeter's Bars episodes under our belt to release the first one. I want to leave it on Patreon for a little while. And of course, it, it, it's going to be a while. Yeah, definitely. You know? You know, basically like season months. by season, we'll hit the next season, you know, 10 episodes or so, and then we'll start slowly releasing the first season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like I said, it's, it's going to, like, if you want to wait around, sure. But it's going to be a long time for you to get all the Skeeter's Bar Talk. But, yeah, that's going that's our weekly bonus show. Also, uh, me and Jessica do a weekly show called uh, Charlie Manson's Fanny Pack about cults and serial killers and things along that ilk. Um... Mike, what you doing? Oh, well, my internet doesn't cooperate with me trying to get back into the streaming game, but I am coming up with a new project uh, with Hot, Wheel, Hot Wheels customizations. So I'm going to be bringing that onto uh, YouTube, creating uh, my own Corvoth's Customs channel, um, with uh, how you can get into one of the cheapest games for uh, children and peoples of all ages. Gaslands. Gaslands. Fuck yeah. Um, it is an awesome game, and uh, it's probably one of one of the cheapest because you got another one by the same group called a, a, a billion sons which is the same concept with in a sci-fi setting um but really the, the basic rules are free to download and you know you can buy hot wheels cars which is the you know model of choice for this particular game and you can get those at the flea market for you know dime a dozen kind of things and, oh, yeah. you, know, you know have fun um of course there's a book that you can you know, buy to get the expanded rules and stuff and i highly recommend it but you know, there's a whole hobby aspect that can come with it of creating custom models, and that is where I am going to focus my new YouTube channel that will be coming soon. I am currently filming my first two episodes of that, uh, creating uh, two new custom vehicles for the game. Hopefully that will be out in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll see what we can get with that. Oh, yeah. We picked up a listener in Spain. 
did. Right? Um, oh, ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can find us um, whatever country you live in. Um, you can find the international sensation Stoner's Point. Except Korea. People are screwed. <laughs> yeah, they're probably never going to listen anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, they're a democracy. Oh. I've got to figure that part out. <laughs> how, does, how does that work? <laughs> well, if you're a dictator, you can call yourself whatever the fuck you want. I guess right? so. I but, guess so. Know, fascist or, 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 or democracy. But the uh, ultimate democracy. Extreme democracy. Ugh. Well, I got to keep trying to tell these folks, keep wanting to put me in democracy. You be careful what you wish for. There's a reason we're a republic over here. Uh, with the exception of North Korea, uh, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, we're there. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we are on uh, Patreon. We're on Acast. We are also on um, pretty much everything except for uh, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Oh, or in Google Podcasts. We're not on there yet either. I keep trying, but they keep, I don't know, stalling. Um, we're on YouTube somewhat. Google's going to live. We're on YouTube somewhat. Uh, you can catch some of our episodes there. I actually have a window open my computer of the last of uh, the Pulse episode to go on YouTube, and I keep forgetting to ask Mike how the hell I export it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's been sitting there forever. Um, but yeah, we got we got several up on YouTube. There will be more. Um, we're eventually going to get into live streaming. We're going to try that. Um, I'd be a Patreon tier. Um, we're also working on merch. And, um, yeah, I guess that's, oh, uh, if you like our intro and outro music, check out Wickless Sky. Uh, he's on pretty much every platform that music's on. Um, yeah, unless Mike has anything else. Yep. Yeah, well guys, uh, fuck around and find out.